Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Adrian, we're doing it. Jace. What's happening, mate? I'm here. You here? I'm here. How's the drive? um, Two hours of, uh, of hell. Really? No. It's a war zone out there. A few beaners on the road today, mate. A few beaners? What's that mean? Uh, people looking to die, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. In and out. In and out. <laughs> so what's news, mate? You're, uh, um, I got you on the potty because yeah. not only are you just one of my favourite people to be around <laughs> and talk to, but you're like a, um, a, a cat in the sense that you've lived like nine lives. Like mm-hmm. we've had the military side, yep. the monster side. The best foot bushman, bow hunting animal <laughs> side, and now the gym owner, yep. protein brand. So I mm. feel like there's just a lot to talk about with a guy like you. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I have I have lived nine lives. I probably lived more. Actually. Yeah, probably. I got away with more than that in lives too, actually, I think. But no, no, it's been good, actually. Um, yeah, from the military to, you know, as a physical training instructor to, you know, a few overseas jobs here and there and whatever. So it's been good. And then opportunity over in the states to head over there with uh with a cell phone company which was completely out of my realm i guess but no came up come up good and then opportunity over in the states and then uh into a new world i guess that i hadn't seen so it was good and then um yeah and then monster in 2008 um they sort of i went to them they came to me and and knew that i'd been part of the brand for a long time so helped them i mean i remember probably in the first instance you know, with Monster, and a lot of people don't know, it's part of Hanson's Beverage, which is obviously the big group, obviously separated uh, from that group. But Hanson's Beverage was a, a company that, you know, was basically in receivership. And then, you know, so a couple of guys took it over. And uh, as they took it over, they, they paid pretty pretty low dollar for it. And then, um, you know, it was the beverage group and the juices and all the rest of it. And then it came up with Hanson's Energy Drink, which is Hanson's was, was the 250 mil um, they actually gave me about uh, a pallet of it one day and said, just give it to Yamaha or Troy, who we were sponsoring at the time, Boost was sponsoring at the time. And I said, I said, yeah, okay, no problem. I mean, we didn't have a sponsorship. And then it was free product and a bit of cash. And then, you know, Chad was running it and a few other guys. And then... So I didn't know that Chad yeah. and them run Hanson's Energy through Yamaha or Troy. Yeah. What year would that have been? Like that was 2002? 2000. No, no, that was in 2000 and... Uh, that was 2003, 2004. Yeah, okay. Yep. So, yeah, Hanson's was on the front part of the uh, 
of the fork guard actually they yeah, had a, right. a can on there so they made it near it was a black can it didn't really go well with the bike i don't think but at the end of the day that was the only spot that they could probably afford at the time and they were just sort of looking at the moto scene and thinking you know this is probably a good area to be in it was you know the energy drink trade is is was basically i think around about 2000 2002 became the new cigarette money basically yeah because it was you know a long time between drinks between cigarette money and and something else that actually could probably afford that high octane uh, race section and race cars and enduros and all the rest of it. And that was, you know, where... Why do you think that the cigarettes went so well with that community? Because, like, you'd see Marlborough in Formula One and and then you're... When you... We were actually talking about this on the phone the other day and you said Mm. it's like the new cigarette money. Yeah. It made me think that, yeah, Mm. Winnie Winfield and all those companies were... Mm in motorsports mm. and then it's a really similar demographic to yep. the whole energy thing but like if you backtrack why did why did cigarettes go down that road you know what it's a, you know i think it's it was it was it was aspirational because cigarettes hadn't had the the bad rap they did i think back in the you know 50s 60s 70s i mean cigarettes were given to people that had anxiety you know a doctor would subscribe and say mate take up smoking you know because you got too much anxiety cigarettes will help you out you know i mean I, I, even my mum uh, you know, she had a few stressful moments. Take smoking up; that'll that'll be good for you. This is yeah. back in the seventies, even back in the seventies. So I think, I think the cigarette money uh, associated itself with you know that that cool that, that, cool, yeah, that uh, calm, you know ca- you know before yeah. the race have a cigarette, calm yeah. your nerves. Yeah, um, right. Outdoor, the Marlborough man was a cool dude. He was he was rugged. He was strong. It was you know that that's the guy to aspire to be. Wear yeah, a country yeah, yeah. hat, and you know, and it was it, you know it was around that that scene I think, and then that high octane but then i think everything changed because you know red bull i mean even from their early days i mean just being such a small brand but then you know that that austrian you know significance of you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build a drink that can vitalize you and get you going for the day and everything else and that's what i think the action sports industry is and you know there's not there's not too many people sitting on the moto line drinking monster and red bull they're drinking water out of a Red Bull monster yeah. container yeah. because, again, it's probably not the. It's not really what's going to actually fuel you no. for a race environment. But. No, it's not going to fuel you for a race environment, and you know, the amount of caffeine and all the rest of it. But I think that it was just that 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 new generation, and 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 people were grasping it really quick too. It was like, wow, all right, this is actually starting to happen. And you know, Red Bull, I think, from a strategy perspective you know just had it out there and they had that kind of free reign in the u.s market you know from you know back in 97 98 they had that free reign and they had that just just put it in clubs and pubs and you know just see how it goes they didn't really i don't think really start to push hard probably like hone in like a a real brand identity like they have now because that i mean i do a lot of work for those guys obviously and it's like it's so tight and controlled and it's very um Mm. everything's super calculated with those guys it is and I think that I guess maybe that's where once it switched from Hanson to Monster, mm. Monster almost just did the exact opposite to Red Bull. They did and tried to hit yep. the other side of the coin. Yep. They did, yeah, and, and, and it was super successful. Like oh, it, just, it was. was, yeah, massive. it was. Yeah, it was a big. Uh, it was a big change. Actually, it was. You know, looking at, at and even talking to Red Bull guys too. It was. It was just a. It was a plan. This mm. is what we're doing. This is what we're going to do. And we're not going to deviate. This is how we're going to do it. And this is how we're going to roll out. And this is our price point. This is our marketing strategy. This is whatever. Even the small can. They, yeah, the small you know, can. They, they, it, was, it took a long, lot for them to go away from that small yeah. can. Well, it was it was Monster that influenced yeah. Red Bull to switch up. Yeah. And they're like, well, the volume game is here. And you need to compete. If you don't compete, you're not competing in the space anymore. Because 
Americans is bigger, better. Like yeah, whatever massive, they can get, yeah. I mean, whatever they can get. So, you know, it was interesting to watch the slide between 2004 and oh, probably more 2007 actually through to about 2010 between Red Bull and Monster, I think, and market share, volume share, price share, all the rest of it. So, I mean, Monster had a strategy of here's a pallet of Monster, take yeah. it out to the moto track. Yeah. And then it, it became identified as that's just the, it's, it's just like, like whatever the, let's almost. just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. All right. And see what happens, you know? Yeah. So there was no real, I mean, they, they had actually a strategy and their strategy was not to be like Red, Red Bull. Bull. Yeah. Okay, that, that was yeah, their strategy. Yeah, yeah. Let's go do everything else that sets us aside from doing that. And that was the same sort of, if it was a cool idea, we should, you know, we should, uh, we should do that. Let's, let's go do that. And yeah. as long as we're, you know, not going down to the, uh, to the polo and uh, trying to compete down there with Red Bull, well, they didn't do that. So I think, I think Red Bull and Monster, even though they compete for market share, they still got a very different strategy and where they are. I mean, Monster's obviously in Formula One, but they're not in the same way as what Red Bull is. No. I mean, Red Bull's on a completely different sort of that scale. peak engineering, right. like, yeah. which yeah, is... Very precise, you know, yeah. very, very niche, very... You know, look, if you go into a nice club and you want to, you know, impress a chick, you know, and this is with my without my monster hat on because I'm, you know, that's just what I, you know, I, where I've been, I guess, not yeah. in the Red Bull side, but you're probably going to be with a 250 mil can and be seen with that. Yeah. You're probably not going to slug on a big 500. Yeah, <laughs> look, yeah. It's so like, it's so NASCAR, yeah, it you is, know what I mean? It is, like, but if you're going to go, yeah, but if you're going to go to the state of origin, you want to be whacking out a, you know, yeah. a 500. Yeah. And you want to be mixing it up with whatever high octane situation it is and that's what you probably want. So I think, very very different marketing strategies and you know look when i come over here it was exactly the same strategy adrian here's a credit card mate see how you go you know you know us have a crack have a crack have yeah. a go you know throw so some parties get some throw people some parties stoked. you get some people stoked you know get some sampling teams out there just you know allow for the budget for how many fines you're going to get for yeah. the next month because you're going to be in the wrong parking spot you're in the wrong sampling spot council's not going to let you do this and they're not going to let you do that and that was that don't give a shit attitude that was yeah. kind of like let's just go do that and see how much trouble we can cause and then see if we can get out of it because yeah. in that space too like no bad publicity is no. good publicity no like, it just didn't matter eh? no it didn't matter and i even remember sitting on the a funny story but i <laughs> you know mark hall he's a, he's a great guy i mean rodney Sachs and mark hall both great guys and and he you know mark hall looked after more of the strategy and the marketing aspect of of monster you know he came from arizona iced tea and came yeah. over with the you know let's let's be you know the strategy for monster was double the size the same price as yeah. red bull that was the strategy we're going to give twice the volume for, for the same price so if people are looking at it especially an american i'm going to tell you that yeah i get i get twice as much so let's 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 take the twice as much for the same price yeah. okay so same amount of, you know, more caffeine, more volume, more everything because, you know, per hundred. Big is better. Yeah, big is better. And that's that's kind of how it was. But, you know, I even remember, you know, when we were looking for a distribution partner here in Australia, even though Coke distributed part of Monster in America and PepsiCo distributed and Anheuser-Busch and they're obviously a, a massive chain of distribution arms in, uh, in the States. But, you know, I went to Coke and they'd already put in you know, so much money into Mother. You know, and then, yeah, you know, right, because so, they own Mother, huh? That's right, yeah. So, I mean, they got, you know, you've got Coca-Cola Company. Because okay. was V the biggest one in Australia? Yeah, yes, in and volume. who owned V? So, Frucor owns 
so Frucor and then they sold out to Centauri. Um, so, you know, that was like its own little just full oh, Aussie startup that just exploded. Uh, New Zealand. Oh, was New Zealand. it New Zealand? Yeah, New Zealand, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, they had the. And they were the small can yep, kind of deal. They had the small can. And they, and, yep. they like barely marketed. Nah, really. Yeah. I mean, they were very just a, uh, it, was a it was a, uh, you know, the commodity of sitting there in a gas station, you mm. need a bit of energy, mm-hmm. you know, and go to the fuel. And it was like first to market almost, That's like right. against Red yeah. Bull, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, Red Bull been here for a while, but I mean, I even remember V in bottles. I remember back in, you know, oh, years 90, years ago. Five, 90, yeah. 94, you know, like, oh, you should have a V while you're driving, you know, a bit of energy. Yeah. You know? And that's what it was sort of, you know, you looked at it as. And, um, but on a volume spin, I mean, still, I don't know what the, the stats are today, but I would, I would still bet, my better bottom dollar that that V is still the volume holder here yeah, in Australia. Right. Um, they would sell more volume here in Australia now. Red Bull's kind of always a bit of an unknown because you know they're so big in the clubs and pubs, and that volume's never really known. Yeah, from a price share perspective. So, but you know they'd be doing you know probably 150, 200 million probably in you know just clubs and pubs. You yeah, know in Australia, wild, which is, I mean the business is over a billion dollar industry in Australia. So, you know it's a, it's 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 big news, and um, I think people underestimate. Well, they don't underestimate. They, you know, the reason why Coca Cola and PepsiCo and all the rest of it want to distribute that brand because they brands. just know the power of it. Because really, the like soft drinks are going out the door. Yeah, because yeah. you're drinking a soft drink nowadays, and there's so much information out there mm. that they're just dog shit. Yeah, and it's like we know Red Bull and Monster, mm. and they've got similar sugar and everything. But at least you're able to pull something out of it yep. if you're tired yep. or or need energy in that's the right. form of that caffeine and Tirana mm. or Grana or yep. whatever, whatever yeah. it is. That's right. So yeah. I mean, at least it, you can kind of rationalise having a Red Bull yep. or a V mm. or a Mother or whatever yep. from a purely uh, functional standpoint. Yep. Yep. You really can't justify soft drink anymore. No, nah, like nah. Well, I mean, the, the research is out there; yeah. it's done. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at soft drink for taste, and you know it's got sugar. You know, but for the same dollar, you can go and get 160 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, and sugar if you want. You know, you can go for a green monster with sugar in it. Same sugar as Coke. You can get, you know, the same sort of stuff. So, the energy drink really offers so much more to the consumer. Yeah. So, you know, the and it's the like soft the lesser drink, of two that's evils right. in a way. Yeah. yeah well, you well, kind of you know like, what you're, you're well, going to get something out of it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're looking at ultra. You're looking at sugar free. You're looking at all these things with Red Bull and Monster and all is it. All right, well, there's no sugar, so that's cool. But there's caffeine. Tastes all right. I'm going to have one of those. So, you know, the, the soft drink trade in itself has been from a volume side and even from a um, you know, pushing out has is, is, is been on the downfall for a static and downfall now for the last probably eight years, nine years. So, you know, they're not, it's not getting any better for them. So they're actually having to buy into other brands, yeah. distribute other brands because, you know, Coca-Cola has a massive distribution arm in Australia. But why not? make five bucks ten bucks off of a distributing a case of monster yep. then losing that market share due to so their dollars are going up they might be losing market share but their dollars are still coming in to support you know the company so they you know everyone's looking for the for the new answer you know yep. when it comes to beverage everyone's looking for the new answer and that is what else do we need to be in you know the healthiness of things are going up you know protein itself is going up like people are looking at yeah, okay what, what, what do i want what do i need and people are a lot more careful with i think they're with their, uh, you know, what they're buying now, they want to, they want to see it. They want to, 
what am I getting? You know, what's if, healthy? If we're going to, like, if we're going to draw a comparison between the cigarette industry and the energy drink or yep. soft drink industry, <clears throat> can you see a point where mm. um, soft drink and energy drinks are regulated in a similar way that cigarettes are? Or do you just think it's that's too far? I think it's, I think they're not going to be able to do it. I think, you know, there's a you know there's the beverage companies have a um, an obligation to make sure that the warnings are there they have an obligation to make sure that it's not um you know i guess advertised in the wrong way and the, the warnings well, and all the rest red of bull's it. super cautious about kids yep. yeah like, they are. that's yep. a huge if it if even like from our video production side mm. if a kid looks like he could be under 16 yep. we can't use it no that's right and, and you know what i'm um, and Monster sees that as probably more of a. I yeah. think it's just a legal cover yeah. your ass. Yeah, it is. It is, and, and, and I think Monster and, uh, and and Red Bull are basically in the same sort of line, I guess. There, but like, what they're looking, you know, where Monster has actually captured a great market is that the kids look at Monster as their drink, whereas yeah. they look at Red Bull as their dad's drink. Yeah, right. Because the generation that's come through from 96, 97, 98, that generation is is my age. Okay, yeah. so I was the Red Bull era. I'm the, you know, that and whatever. So, but if I'm going to look for something outside what my dad's having, well, Monster's the new cool thing. That's what I want because yeah. I want to be like that. And I, I want to be extreme. I want to be everything else. And, you know, uh, and that's where Monster's really captured that, you know, they've got the volume. They've got the, you know, the, that, that probably youth aspect. But, Rebel's not going away, no, and they never will no. because first to market, man. Like when you, very precise. When yeah, like you look at um, like GoPro. <clears throat> There's so many spin-offs of a GoPro camera. Yep. But they were the first to market. That's right. So anyone that's uneducated could yep. be a, like this is where Sony. That's mm. like Sony tried to come in. Yep. They're everywhere. They're yep. one of the biggest brands, and in terms of brand recognition, right. they're one of the biggest brands on the planet. Yep. And they couldn't. Mm. get past that stigma of like mm. oh that's a gopro yeah no 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 that's a sony that's action a sony. cam yeah. oh well, i don't want that i don't want just, <laughs> isn't want it that. just a gopro so yep. and red bull has that same sort of thing they're like yep like, even if someone buys a monster they're gonna go oh i'm just gonna stop for a red bull and yep. then you yep. see on the shelf there's yep. you don't really hear the term like oh no. i'm gonna get a monster or gonna get a rock star it's no, red it's, bull well, uh, red bull vodka well, that's right I mean? well that's what i mean and that's and that's exactly red bull what vodka was massive huge like that is such a Massive, yeah. and, and 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 that's the thing too. It you know even at clubs and pubs, you'll find oh, you know can I grab a coke? Well, we don't have coke, we have Pepsi. It's the same thing. It's yeah. like oh, I want a Red Bull vodka, or we oh, have we, Monster. We've got Monster. Yeah. yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Same Whatever. thing. Yeah. yeah, but but people have that reference to a name, and that's the name. Yeah, you know, it's the same as Band Aid. Yeah, it's like a Besser block. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's like. Well, there's five brands of Besser Well, I just want a Besser Block. You know, yeah. like who is Besser Block? I well, it's want Borrell. There's, yep. you know <laughs> what I mean. There's all. It's <laughs> right. like, oh no, just give yep. me. I just want a Besser Block. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's you know that, uh, uh, you know, that's what I mean. The, the, the brand, the brand itself, and you know, even the quirky ads that Red Bull do, they're just yeah. I don't get but, them to be honest. Well, I don't day. either. But you know what? We still talk about them. The whole give, <laughs> the whole gives you wings thing. Yep, I get. Mm. But yeah, the ads, I'm just like, it's such a weird character. Oh, I think everyone's having a few cones and they're just... <laughs> creatives. Creatives. <laughs> creatives. Yeah. I think they're just sitting there writing some stuff. Oh, well, this would be kind of funny. We should just throw it in the mix because it actually goes against... It goes kind of against the yeah. brand. In a I way. mean, they're clean uh, videos and the get, Rebel TV and yeah. all that, how it's edited. I mean, it's so clean. Oh, then there's that. You couldn't get further away no. from um, Formula One no. with those ads, eh? But, 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 but yeah, but again, it's the same as a company like, you know, Boost is, you know, Boost Mobile in America is 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 
quite white Anglo-Saxon marketing. I mean, it's it's surf, skates. No, not that they're white brands, but it's that action sports is is predominantly it's been that white, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been that way, right? So, but you know, probably eighty percent of their consumers are you know are, are not or they're African American or mm. they're Hispanic or they're whatever because well, it's that, it's that prepaid, prepaid because right. you go in yeah. and you can't get a plan if yep. you don't have a social security number. That's right. So you get so, a, you get a year to boost you know prepaid card. card or, yeah. That's right. So, but but again, or if you're a drug dealer, yeah. <laughs> you just want to get perfect, one. Pretty, perfect phone. Yeah, you want to get one in yeah. and out. Yeah, and that's and that's you know, but again, they didn't change their marketing strategy they they knew their market they might have varied off of it but 70 percent of the time they kept true i wonder to, to why it. they wouldn't there's obviously a reason for it but i wonder why you wouldn't switch your marketing i, I guess it then stigmatizes the brand as opposed to the well like you gotta be very yeah i think you gotta be very careful with your brand is is even though you might skew off you've got to stay true otherwise you're always going to chase your tail yeah. You know, because if then all of a sudden the switch happens and it goes back another way, all right, well, you've got okay. to readjust all the time. You're constantly flip-flopping. But if you just keep it true and the people that are buying your brand are buying it regardless whether it's because of the marketing or cheap or whatever, well, who cares really? It's, that's, it's that's, that's your staple. That's your icon. Your icon's your marketing. And you go, okay, well, we're just going to keep that. No, I think it's, I think with your marketing, you always have to have that 20 to 30% leeway based on, um, of change, yeah. of, 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 you know, social change, whether it be economic change, whether it be whatever, you've got to have that 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 aspect of change, and you've got to be willing to do it as well. Some people aren't, and that's why they get left behind. You know, like Canon, Sony. You know, when when the phone technology itself became to you know came strong, and and the the cameras were getting better, yeah. the sound was getting better, the everything. They didn't shut their doors. They went, okay, what do we need to do and stay ahead of this? We need to Bluetooth from our phone, uh, from our camera. We need yeah. to have screens. GoPro, we need a screen on our GoPro. We need to be able to have that visual aspect. People are, they don't want to wait. They want to see it They're instant. Like yeah. gratification is- You're not going to go back to your laptop no. and plug no. it in and- No, no one's going to do that anymore. So and that's you, like you Adobe now is making like Lightroom apps so yeah. that you yeah. can edit photos that's on right. your phone with like yep. really good yeah. Lightroom apps. So it's like, we were talking about this the other day because- um, I was reading something on the news where they said there's now a dollar ten levy yep. uh, for Ubers because the taxi industry yep. struck. It's like fucking evolve or die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the right. internet is coming for everybody. I know. Well, and and it's the same with you know yeah. like that sort of technology yeah. like like you're saying. Yeah. But if you're an old cab driver and you're going, I'm struggling. Yeah. Buy a fucking iPhone. Yep. Get the Uber app. Yep. And buy a Toyota Corolla. That's if right. Uber's making more money than your taxi. Get out of your shitty taxi, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Like, yeah, and you got your, I know, and you got your authentics out there, and oh, well, it's not gonna, it's a fad. It ain't no fad. The internet is what's like yeah, here. That's you right, know what yeah. I mean. But, but, but you know, it's not a, Uber isn't. They're here to stay. They're not going anywhere because they made it better. How yeah. shitty yeah. of an idea is it to like that's stand fair. in? A, have you like yeah. if anyone stand has ever been in a taxi line <laughs> yeah. in Las Vegas? Yeah, you've got to just stand there and go. Well, this system's fucked. Yeah, like, bite, let's bite the bullet and sit here and just do yeah. that. Or I'm and gonna just call hope my... I'm gonna get a yeah. cab. Like well, I don't want to hope I want to get a cab. Like, <laughs> I want to know I'm getting one. Yeah, last um, last trip to the states, we did a we drove to Vegas. Yeah, I, that night before, I booked my Uber to mm. be at my door at eight o'clock. Yep, and I set my alarm, yep. and then the Uber was just there. Was there? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like, they're relying on that as an income. And yeah, I don't right. have to make a no. phone call. I don't have to do... I just... I set it... I set it <clears> as <throat> I set an alarm yeah. on my phone. Yeah. Like that just yeah. made... The, because the thing is like the... I guess the taxi people, they have it backwards yeah. like, oh, you've got to get in our 
taxi. Yep. It's like, mate, no you're doubt. my service. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. oh, and, that, and that's and that's that's their biggest fault. Like, I mean, the taxi industry right now is racing hard right now to catch up. They're not. They've just they've, they're just they needed somebody in there developing, developing, developing to keep it. Yeah. What's well, the the classic know. blockbuster Netflix? Yeah. Of course it is. How you many blockbusters I mean? went busted within about a year? All of them. All of them. Yeah. There was like a last man standing. You might. There's not even one on the Sunshine Coast. You can't even buy. You can't even find a video store now. So, you know that. And that's what I mean. If you're not on the if you're not on the crest, or if you're not at the start of that wave, and you can't see it, it's like you know Bitcoin. It's like all these yeah. things, right? I was part of the same scheme in 1991. You know, with the playing game. It was called a playing game. We had I had. 10 mates, 12 mates, said, let's all put in 200 bucks. I'm going to be the captain. You're all going to give it to me. And then before I can fly, you've got to find another six mates down the bottom to fly me out. And they're like, well, that's a fucking good idea. We should do that. All right, well, have you got six mates? Yep, they can get 200. Yep, okay, cool. All right, cool. All right, now I'm flying. I just made myself some cash. So how does this work? Explain this Well, so you have, you have 12 people. Yeah. I'm at the top. You have 12 people. I sit there. I put in my 200 bucks, um, 24 2400 bucks so everybody puts in $200 as soon as you get the 2400 you raise it the man at the top who's the captain he flies he's out he's made 2400 in order for the next person to get up to the to the uh, to the to the next level you've got to bring in friends to bring in another 200 bucks so as soon as the plane is full you've raised your 2400 and he gets to fly away and then whoever flies away puts in another 200 bucks to yeah, keep supporting right. the plane so you make sure the plane's always full. And the only reason it doesn't work is when you can't find any more mates. Yeah. So whoever's left on the plane when you've got no more mates, they get screwed 200 bucks. Yeah, right. right. But if everyone keeps coming around for more goes, you just keep fueling your own money. So it works. It's the same as Bitcoin, right? So yeah. it's exactly the same philosophy is that you keep putting in and the more people that keep doing it, you know, your price keeps yeah, going just up. Drives up the just value. keeps drives the value. But is that sustainable? Well, clearly, I mean, it's working right now. But yeah. you don't want to be... You know, in the the ninety percent, you want to be in the ten percent where it's an idea. Yeah, that could work. Why not? This is the way society's going. We're going cashless. You know, so that might be another good option as well. But I, but but that's the same as everything at the moment. It's it's the thing that doesn't change too much. Obviously, is probably food and a few other things. But when it comes to technology, you need to embrace it. When Axel puts a, when Axel gets a new app on his phone, I get the same one. I need yeah. to understand it. I need to know what he's on, what he's doing, what's on his phone, how it works. I need the password. I need everything because I need to make sure that I'm current yeah. all the time. You know, because if you're not current, you get left behind. It doesn't matter what you do. So yeah. I think it's a a natural sort of... Um, and I'm, like, there's probably a lot of things where you could sit and say like, fuck, we should not go in this direction. But it's the nature of the beast. Like, Of course it is. Because we've been evolving since day one. Yep. And like, that's the... It's really, that's the human condition yep. is to evolve. Yep. And then all of a sudden you create technology mm. and now it's like, well, then that's just a part of the human condition. And like, yep. that might be the, yep. a, a not yep. a great thing that we started doing, but you start on that road and then that's just, mm, this it's is a ball of yep. this human condition that is yep. evolution and it's going to be, it's physical. Mm. Yep. You know, you see people that are breaking 100 meter sprint records that are mm. to you know mm. the tour de france and then yep. the olympics is always pushing yeah. weightlifting mm. but so there's the physical side and then there's this technology side like it's just a part of the human condition yep. and i think like a big part of it too is as soon as we figured out how to not die every day yeah 
of like <laughs> as soon as we figured out like we're sitting in a room where no wolves can yeah. come and fuck us up <laughs> as right, soon as we right. figured that out what it, yeah. like that freed up so much time yeah. of the of mental that's right equity that then we could put into like well how do we make this experience on earth better mm. all right now we're not going to die anymore from no. wolves or whatever no. it's like so let's just make it a little bit better yeah, a little no. bit better a little yeah. bit it's just yeah it's the nature of the beast and i think it's you know you've got to you've got to be on that crest and you've got to make it happen and if, if you don't you get left behind it's the same as anything it's the same as companies same as you know you've got to look for a hole and you've got to go capture that hole and that's basically what i do and try to do with my own things uh, you know whoever thought you could do a backflip on a motorbike yeah exactly when i was on a cr250 in 1992 there's no way I would have ever, ever thought that was possible. I thought doing a nose wheelie was cool. Yeah. Know, or staying on the back wheel for a couple of Ks or whatever. But I mean, now they've got double. And then there'll be a triple. Then there'll be triple. Like we, we, we had Harry Binkin here yesterday. Yeah. He does a front flip. Yeah. He grabs onto the seat with both yeah. hands <laughs> and then he lets go and then he grabs it again and, and then, then he keeps flipping yeah. and then he lands then on he the lands fucking on. ground. Yeah. But that's, again, if, if someone does something like it, then people know it's possible. So what's well, that whole mile. Yeah thing yeah you know what that's I mean? right you, quarter mile yeah you, well you know what what is that the four minute mile oh yeah yeah that's right yeah. Mile? yeah yeah four minute four minute mile yeah yeah and then that it took like how many years to mm. get it done and then so that, soon, said that it would never be breakable yeah, yeah never right. get done as soon as it got done i yeah. think it was in like a month three yeah. people did yeah. it again yeah, yeah that's right because all of a sudden there's mm. that yeah oh, it's a mental drive it's like yeah. all right we, we can actually do this it's been done you know pastrana i mean i still remember watching that you know and just going what yeah. yeah did that just happen what gets me and like we me and harry were talking about this yesterday and i was just like dude the like the pressure mm. of sitting on top of that ramp yep. yeah about to roll oh. in with just the full consequence of nah. death staring you in the face yep. like the type of person that yeah. it takes yeah, to, to do. do that oh yeah and i mean i would sort of only i feel like maybe the only <clears> other place you'd find that is war yeah well well i tell you because you leave knowing that's that right. you can die you, you can die yeah that's right well i mean look experience yeah. that kind of yeah stuff. yeah well you do and i think it's it's the same with you know hunting around australia by myself for you know you know three months and whatever it was you know i had a plan not to survive on anything that i didn't hunt for myself that was the goal and you know apart from a few fresh veggies here and there and whatever but i tell you what when you you want to put your mind and you want to put your body to the test. Don't have a cell phone and go out into the bush and see if you can go and find yourself and then go and try and live as well. You know, I obviously do a lot of bow hunting and stuff, but, you know, watching a 110 kilo pig go around a dam that you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hit that. But if I don't, I'm going to piss it off. You. And there's no trees around and they can go like shit. You know, you put yourself in that mindset, you're like, really got to probably concentrate on this and see if yeah. I can actually manage this, you know. Or if you, you don't have any food left, like I always had enough water, but I always made sure that what I was cutting, like backstraps or whatever that I do and I'd eat and all the rest of it, I would be, this is what I'm going to survive on. But I never carried more meat than I'd eat probably in two or three days. So you knew in two or three days you probably you're probably going to have to hunt, hunt again. again. Yeah. yeah. So, but when you put yourself up against those type of challenges, you really, you know, find a fair bit about yourself as well. You know, so I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's like you say, you, 
have you ever done anything or have you ever been in a situation where that is that sort of life and death situation? I was under no life and death because I had water, right? I knew how to hunt and yeah. I had a bow and everything else. So it but was, it didn't it was mean right. it wasn't hard. No, it doesn't mean it wasn't hard, but, but you still, you know, for someone physically and mentally to be able to do that, you've got to put yourself in a different place. Yeah. And to, to, as you said, Pastrana, to actually sit there, it's the same, you know, and I put it at a completely different scale on the, you know a ride moto and stuff myself but doing a hundred foot a triple that you know if you come up short yeah it's, it's going to cost you yeah <laughs> but doing that is exactly that same feeling but you're talking about a whole nother scale yeah like you're and talking then about, you're doing it on live yeah. tv yeah you've got millions of and people you got your mum crying yeah because she's looking at you going if you don't make this you're why, dead. Bo- why, why are you bother this, why are you yeah. doing this to me yeah you know i have to sit here and physically be sick watching what you're about to especially do. when you're like uh, Travis Pastrana, that he was making millions from when he was like 14, 15. That's right. You don't need to do this, no, Travis. No. Like, that would be the argument that... I, I would have loved to him just to stay healthy and ride moto. Yeah. Like, I love watching but him again, ride moto. again, like we said about yeah. progression, it's like he started Well, he was the thing. first thing. Yeah, he was he the first thing. this thing, and yeah. then it was just like, I'm taking this to the end, you know? I know, and then you had your Metzgers, and then you had all your, you know, the God... You know, you had all these guys, the Deegans and all that sort of stuff, and then, you know, I mean, you look at what they do, you go back to the X Games... You know, back in 2003, 2004, and look at the X Games today. Mm. I mean, they're not even comparable. They really aren't. Not to say what they were doing wasn't any less. It was just what was happening at the, the ground at the time. That was being broken. The broken, yeah. I yeah. mean, shit. I mean, Metzger was, I mean, just backflip after backflip. I mean, that was just the craziest thing people had ever seen. And that was know? the time before foam pits and things like that. Where exactly. It was just like oh, no, no. It was, that's right. You know, you. you go out there and try a trick for the first time without a foam pit see how you go yeah, you're no, probably not going to do it <laughs> and that's like the like when Kerry Hart was doing the backflip for yep. the first time yep. right there was no foam there was no nothing and then so yep. like we can sort of you, the time that people see the backflip is yep. on live TV when he's trying it for the first time or whatever yep. but what they don't see mm. and like there's something to gain there there's worldwide fame there's yep. that whole but yep. what they don't see is like the months before that where no cameras are there yeah that's just right him yeah. and exactly him a bike and yep. the ground yeah just oh. trying to work this thing out so yeah well like i mean the even drive that it takes to, to, do, to do that, that. it's yeah, just yeah. like full on oh yeah no it is and just to watch that as well just to watch the him going up the side of a bloody of a down ramp you know yeah trying to trying to loop it out you know like it was even though he didn't make it, you know, that one of the times that he did that, that it was, was still impressive. Minute, that was the four-minute mile. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's like, Shit, he, he, nearly, he nearly yeah. landed that. Yeah. You know, he just, I mean, he fell off the back of it and all the rest of it. But I tell you what, that's, that was, that that was pretty was close. Yeah, he got it around. <laughs> We're going to do that. It's the same as, you know, 1080s, like same as everything, you know, skateboarding, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Tony Hawk yeah with, with Tony Hawk. Yeah, with, the, you know, 900. It's, it's, it's like, all right, this can be done. It's, someone's done it and it's going to be done again. I mean, that actually took a long time to be, actually mastered by anybody else yeah. you know when Hawk did that so I mean it was it was it was pretty crazy but I mean even your your Dane Reynolds and your, your, your air specialists I mean you know Bruce Irons and you know was probably leading that charge back in the day as well you know he loved to do big air he didn't want to compete he was actually a pretty crappy competition type competitive guy competitive surfer yeah but a, but a free surfer a freak yeah. you know absolute freak put him in a tell him it's not a competition and tell him to go up against anybody and the guy was a absolute genius you yeah know? you know even back in the early 2000s same as andy i mean andy was just headstrong mentally you know a little bit stronger but i was fortunate always to to know andy really well andy really yeah well, yeah, yeah. well how'd you know, that come about oh, i 
Uh, it was just through sponsorship, so through you know through Boost and through a few yeah. other things that we sponsored him and all the rest of it. But yeah, no, we, we actually, we, uh, you know, we went like you know bros, bros. But every you know when I was in Hawaii, we always got dinner and you know with his family and Bruce and all the rest of it. So yeah, it was it was you know a good friendship. You know, it was yeah. the same as Dorian and you know Sonny. You know, I mean Sonny's like a really good mate of mine. Um, we used to moto together. Yeah, he loves moto. Yeah, he loves his moto. And um, yeah, well, when I was in Vegas, we went to Vegas and. 2004 or whatever it was five we were in vegas every two months but you know i actually went there with uh, axel's mum and we were there to actually get married and uh, look for a place to get married we ended up getting married that night and sunny actually organized the whole wedding so it was pretty crazy so he he just said you know we're in a strip club and so i'll goes, fucking do it let's just get married let's, well, why would you all? i said you can't do it right now it's, it's crazy and he says no no we'll, get, we'll do it he says, I'll get organized. I'll get limos. I'll get everything. We'll get this Whitechapel Bell place down the road and we'll, we'll go smash it out. So he sat there as my best man. You know. That's so classic, eh? <laughs> but we had all the boys there, a lot of the moto boys, a lot of the surf guys. And it was just a hell of a night. Woke up about 10 o'clock the next morning and we both looked at each other and said, we, did, we actually got married. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, actually had to go down to the courthouse and verify it too. So it was kind of funny. So that was actually legal. Legit. Yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't one of those, you know, Vegas things that you do. So it was pretty crazy actually. But yeah, Sonny's, Sonny's a, you know, I mean, he's not allowed back in our country at the moment. But Why um, not? What did he do? Oh, he slapped around one of the surfers in the, in the beach and, you know, calling assault and all that sort of stuff. So Stone was over with him at the time and, it probably dropped in on him. Yeah, well, it's etiquette, mate. God, he's not in the wrong. <laughs> well, it was actually on stone, I think. Last time I talked to Sonny, it was actually on stone and they were giving him shit and whatever. And Stone came over. I mean, Sonny came over and said, you know, pull your head in, nigga, whatever. And end up in a small altercation. It was nothing really major, but because it was Sonny, you know, yeah, old mate jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, make a big deal. It's on the news and then everyone's got cameras and they're filming and this and that and whatever. So, yeah, it takes a little bit. But, um, no, he's, I mean, he's a, he loves his moto and, Hopefully, one, oh, I'm going to try and catch up with him one day, but it'll be won't be here in Australia. Yeah, so. be in Hawaii or whatever. Yeah, but actually, I'm you know I'm sending him over our protein and stuff as well at the moment. So yeah, yeah, but he's he's a good bloke. He's, I mean, he's one of the he's one know, of the old. School he's one of the old, he's very yeah. old school. Yeah. He's very he's all about the you know that fluency of, of of surfing that and that hard cut back, that hard push. You know, like he's, the power the, hack. He's, he's yeah. the power hack. You know, yeah. it's about how big that fantail is. You know what I mean? It's that's just what he is. You know, so. You know, for him, he, I think he actually appreciates the what they do, but he he does obviously love his, you know. Yeah, he never that, he never went into cool. that, never went into that new era. You know, that's just not who he was. You know, I mean, he's probably the last of the actual real power surfers out there, really. And yeah, he's actually still surfing. So, and you know, he, and, he, and he can, you know, and he can throw it still. So, I mean, he's probably actually the lightest he's been in. Yeah, well, I was going to say, years. like, he just sort of found this whole fitness thing. He did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he and, needed a change. Yeah, really, like, I feel like that extended his mm. career by mm. oh, it X did. amount of years. Yeah, you know? it did, it did. I mean, he was he was probably carrying 10 kilos too much, you know. Yeah. And dropping that and being fit, flexibility, agility, everything helped his surfing out dramatically. I remember talking to him when he was in Fiji last time, and he said he's probably surfing better than he's ever surfed in a long time. So, the way he surfs, obviously. But, but yeah, no... Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, what the best thing is, is, is it's enjoyable to watch the evolution of of what we're in right now. Yeah. It makes me wonder where it all stops, but because... I just don't think it does. Well, it was like Bubba. I mean, you know, I was I had the pleasure of just watching that guy when he first started on that 125. Yeah, you know? that's... And it was just, it was, a, it was just a, it was, it was another level. It was not... 
It's not Ricky even Car- like it, it was a, a step no, above. It was, no, it was like it was something a, new. It was a completely new style. It was a completely new way to ride. It was a completely new way to actually hit a jump at full speed and keep as low as you can, as fast as you can, and 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 still hold the same speed from the start of the jump to the end of the jump. You know, and that's what it was really about. But it was it was to watch him go through Glen Helen and coming down the rift up the top there, and to watch that up against Ricky. And you know, Ricky was. <clears throat> An amazing rider, probably one of the greatest riders of all time. But he just was just so much more out of control than Bubba. Bubba yeah. was out of control, and when it went wrong for Bubba, it went really wrong. But when it was, but Ricky was riding on the edge of the whole time. Yeah. But when Bubba had it right and he had a good day, I mean, it was it was the fastest thing you've ever seen. I mean, that one twenty five of his actually couldn't go any fast. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's he's probably the only dude ever. Yeah. To ride a bike. Yeah. To its complete maximum potential, 100%. that it could not go no. any faster around that track. No. Like that's super rare. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very rare. And I even remember when Chad, you know, I mean, the evolution of the four-stroke on the two hundred and fifty. You know, Chad was the first real. You know, him and Craig Anderson were really the the pioneers. The I early, think, yeah, on the Yamaha yeah. Troy, and you know, the thing was a bitch if it stopped. I mean, you just, if it was oh, yeah, hot, it you just start, couldn't start. Yeah. Wouldn't start. But if you could keep them on, and you know, watching chad and them get off the start i mean it was almost unfair because i mean it was just so much talk to the ground but 125 was just so much lighter so you kind of had that you know that that equal toss up up. but you know chad could pull you know on the uphills he could pull through some soft sections and all the rest of it but then bubba just if it was hard packing it was just there i mean bubba had to work extra hard but it was you know that the the race was on you know always because of that torque and that you know that that different amount of power but you know, I think it's a shame. You know, it's it's actually cost Bubba. Um, I think his career with the way that he sort of rode as well, because you just you can't ride at that intensity yeah. for that amount of years and not have those big get offs. I mean, the amount of when I mean, you've seen his, I mean, look at the favorite reels on YouTube of his crashes. I mean, they're just they're almost there's horrific. This crazy, <laughs> there's this crazy thing that Malcolm and James have because I've been oh. I don't know if lucky enough is the right word. Like, I was going to say, I've been lucky enough to deal with them. Like, I don't, yeah. Yeah, well, I've dealt with them a lot too, so I don't know um, if it's luck. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a privilege to see James ride in person. Yeah. And some of the film stuff I got to do with him, like, I got to film him in like 1,200 frames per second, dragging his front brake lever up a jump. Yeah. And it's like, that's just like, you drop the mic. Like, what else can you film after that as a filmmaker? Yeah. So I was lucky in that sense. And, the fuck around that comes with mm. all the rest of it is not mm. that lucky but no. yeah yeah i've seen those dudes mm. just get absolutely mm. just poleaxed oh, in yeah. crashes and they just do the old yeah i know yeah. just brush them like they are just got yeah. they've got steel for bones man oh that what what cost unreal. james was the head knocks yeah because no matter how what your calcium level is in your bones and how strong your ligaments are mm. your brain is you can't fuck with your brain nah. and he's just had a lot of head nah. knocks but the, nah. it's sad for me on the Stuart thing is that it's almost like they thought they were more famous than what they were mm. so they would try and um they pulled away mm. like a celebrity yep. would right yeah, yeah, yeah. so they pulled away like they were um sure yeah. or you know yeah, what i mean yeah, this yeah. like intense yep. pressure and yeah, this intense yeah. And like if James Stewart walks down the street, like yeah. 
you might get one or two dudes being like, hey, man, can I get a photo? Yeah, yeah, but you're yeah. not Justin Bieber. No. And I think that there was this condition that they had with people around them and these like, yes, man, and these... Mm. I think, yeah, you, you kind of get these athletes and then yep. you get these hanger oners and these friends yeah. and they want to justify a position in yeah. their life. Oh, of course they do. They want to justify like a 50 yep. grand salary just for hanging out. Yep. And with that comes like, no, 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 don't talk to James or yeah, they're yeah, doing the yeah, know, paparazzi yeah. stuff. And you're just like, dude, and then it starts. So then, you know, you get James starting to believe that he needs that yeah. and that he is more famous than he is. That's and right, that, yeah. and he, he got a complex of yeah. this like attention because he's a super reclusive dude. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. it's just sad to see like he's holed up yeah. in this house in Orlando. Yeah, no, it's just... Like, so I don't, I don't even think yeah. it was as much injuries that no. affected his career as it was so, just either. this weird mental state yeah. that people well, created around him. He had a lot of weird people around him too, actually. Yeah, super. You know, the, the, like, the, the people that were around him, I mean, there was really, you know, you know Senior was just he's hard a, to deal with. Yeah, he's a different character. He's a different character. He's very hard to deal with. And I think that, you know, he needed that control to manage his, yeah. his boys. He needed that... that, that I got to look after him, and I think as a father, that's you what you do. That, you got to yeah. respect that. I think that that's fair enough. But when you're making it hard for people to get to somebody, yeah. they don't want to deal with it. Doesn't matter how good you are, and you know what, you're only as good as your last result. It's and crazy that not, Malcolm can win a championship mm. and then not have a ride. No, I know that's exactly right because it's not like, because okay. you can't ride a bike, no. bro. No, you know what I mean. Or there's no rides there. There's rides there. Brock Tickle got signed to Red Bull KTM. Yeah, pretty sure you're a yeah. better rider than Brock Tickle mm. in the talent yeah. sense Brock's yeah. a good friend of mine yeah. but if you're going to put Brock and Malcolm yeah. on a on a starting line or yep. then say let's go one lap pure speed or yep. can you hit these whoops and yeah. that, that he's not holding a candle to no. Malcolm no. but he's good to deal with he's respectful he's a nice guy and you know he he's going to be there every easy. week he, yeah exactly yeah. So and he's going like, to show up he's going to listen he's going to give good feedback he's going to get a good bike set up he's going to have a you know his mechanics going to be happy and not stressed he's you know that, and that's how it is and I think that you know, that mechanic rider situation. I mean, I was around moto a long time and, you know, I used to just, you used to look around and you used to go, you know, if you just had someone that told you one day, pull your fucking head in, mate. Yeah, there's not that around him, is no, there? It's no. like, and then there's like one of the guys that is famously around James. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd just be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Padgia. Just, no, no, I was doing oh, someone else. Oh, right. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but uh, I don't mind Padge. No, I like Padge too. Um, I just, you know, Padge is, he's always, he's been yeah, there right from the word circle, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yes, there's, and I'm just like, man, you got to just tell all these fucking guys. I know. And then he's like, I can, what do you want me to do, man? I was like, I know. be the dude that you're supposed to be. That's like, right, are yeah. you in charge? Know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Yeah, and I think that the, the, the guys that actually do the best are the guys that, um, I think as a father, and if you're going to manage your kids and if it was anything that i would say out to fathers out there have a look at the fathers too that managed it they didn't do anything for themselves mm. you know you, if you've got a father that's actually been in a sport and he knows what it takes and he, they're good to have by your side yeah but they've also got to relinquish a little bit of you know control control because dollars don't come in by themselves you've got to make yourself accessible you know you've got to make yourself reasonable to talk to you've got to make yourself you, you've got to have a good operator beside you to actually get that the, the biggest bang for your buck because you've got a career of you know maybe six to ten years in moto if you're lucky i mean chad's obviously yeah. been really fortunate and you know he's been healthy he's always you know and he's always you know he's a great rider but he's always placed he's always he's always he's always been up there and he's he's physically done very well as well but you know to actually get the biggest bang for dollar you know and look i always use 
Casey's an example for that. Yeah. Stoner. Could have made a lot more money. Yeah. A lot. He left some on the table, didn't he? He left a lot on the table. And look, I I love Casey. I think he's a great guy. But at the end of the day, I used to look at his worth and how he used to ride a motorcycle. And I used to say, I used to just think to myself, bloody hell, you could be making some a lot more money if it wasn't for the way things had probably been handled a lot of different ways, you know. And I was fortunate enough to be around Casey a bit as well most of my time. But if you look at your group that you surround yourself, you really got to have that, you know, someone someone financially looking after you. Like it can get get very, yeah, it's just that people lose touch. And I think that, yeah, you get like a a man-friendly kind of guy or like an advisor or even like management that... um, I think and like you see this everywhere though like it's just it's how it is i guess it's just amplified but people that want to have input Mm. to justify their position that's right yeah and it happens in i deal with i deal with it all the time when it comes to like video revisions when i'm like doing videos for people yeah then i submit something that i think is great yeah and they hired me because i do the video like i make a video and then i get some guy that doesn't know anything about videos going I, yeah. I think you should change this. Yeah. And then you slowly start to see these email chains get bigger with more people because more yeah. people, just they just want to have their input because mm. when your quarterly Justified. review comes along yeah. and they're like, oh, what did you do? And you're like, well, I was across this, I was across this, I was yeah. across that. So you get a guy with, you know, in like a, an athlete's position yeah. and then they're, they're trying to be like, oh, man, I, I had like 40 phone calls today and like yeah. I didn't even put them through to you because it's just yep. all nonsense. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, took yeah. up a bit of time, but I've got you back, bro. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take care of these oh, emails or I'll drive your motorhome around yeah. for you. You don't have to worry about it, man. Yeah. And then slowly the motorhome driver becomes a financial advisor and yeah. he becomes a dietitian. He's a nutrition and guy. And he's, he's the exercise trainer. guy. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. like people just trying to justify oh, these roles. And oh. then it just balloons to the point where it's like, yeah, they're putting this guy in a bubble. Or yeah, I know, and, and that's true. I mean, and, and I think I think it's natural for for people to do that. But I think if you're gonna, but it's in their own interest, not the athletes. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's you know, I mean, WMG and Astafin and Bobby and all those boys I used to talk to. You know, look, they're like used car salesmen. Like they're trying to get the dollars. But at the end of the day, they're going to get you more money than you ever probably would have seen. So yeah. you have got to take the good with the bad. You know, a lot of the time. You know, like. You know, Steve, I've had my blow-ups with Steve and a lot of times. But you know what? At the end of the day, we still respect each other. We still get along. You know, we still talk to each other. Does he want too much money? Yeah. Is he worth it? Probably not. But do you want to pay it? Yeah, well, that's kind of what it's worth. You know what I mean? So you got to you got to sort of take that good with the bad, yeah. I think, with a lot of times. But the guys that go out on their own and say, no, nah, Dad's got it, they, they just don't have the horsepower behind them to actually be yeah. able to get what you actually need to do that. You're paying for a phone book. You are really. You are. You're paying like for Steve can contacts. call anyone, anybody, anybody. Say, I've got this idea. What do you reckon? Yeah, you know, and that's how it goes. So. And it's all like the oh, you love basketball. You want some Lakers floor yeah, seats? That's right. I'll make a call. <laughs> I'll make a call. I got those. Yeah, exactly. We'll keep you on our payroll. The know. thing with the the dads thing is that like, it's not just in sport. It's in life. Of course it is. Like, and I just think that when you get athletes and so look at like Michael Essie, for yep, example. Yep. That's probably the example of like Prime a dad. Example. Yeah. So he's the, like the term moto dad was probably invented around Michael mm. Essie. And it becomes this thing where it's, yeah, it's, it's amplified because it's across sport. But yep. in real life, yep. you see kids, you can go to any motocross track and then dad's driving them to the races because that's the only way they can get to the races. And yep. then you've got, all of a sudden your kid gets your license and you get, and then, 
he wants to go to the track by himself. There's a natural thing in life where mm. your kids fly mm. the coop. Yep, that's right. The problem is in sport, mm. it's when you get that to that point where your kid wants to fly the coop, that's essentially when he's on a factory team. That's and right. it's like, all right, Mitch Payton's got this. Bones mm. has got this. Yep. These guys that have won yep. all these championships, they've got they've this. They've got it, yeah. They've done this forever. Yep. Yes, you've raced with your kid yep. for X amount of years yep. and you know your kid and yep. blah, blah. But this is now different. Yeah, it's a whole different ballgame. And it's just the same as like, you know, you, you, you get driven to school every day when you're yep. a kid by your parents. Yeah. And then in, when you're 17, maybe you get your license in year 12. Yep. And you start driving yourself and yep. then you start driving yourself to uni and then yeah, you start yeah, yeah. driving yourself to your job. Yep. That's how the world should work. Yeah, that's right. And you get the Michael Lessies of the world. They still want to fly with their kids to the motocross track when they're yeah. 28, 29 years old. Yeah, well, I think... It, and and the, at, the problem is money yeah, too because that's right. Michael Lessie spent a lot of money mm. to make Michael Lessie who he is. That's right. But, uh, and I mean, that's a weird... That's got to be a weird deal when, like, and I know, like, Villapoto had that falling yep. out. Millsaps yep. had that falling yep. out because they're making millions. Yeah, that's right. And then they're like, well, I'm the one riding the bike. Yeah. But there is that that's investment right. that's like, it, it's well, a and that's, deal. That, yeah, and that was, that, that was probably my next point, which is a good point. It, it's, okay, if, if Dad didn't give up his career to, if, he, if Dad didn't sell his house, we wouldn't be at Moto. For sure. If Dad didn't take us to the races, we wouldn't be at the Moto. So, it's almost like this, this uh, you know, actually WMG do all right with this sort of type of stuff. And that is, you're about to sign your first contract with Honda. That's, you're going to get 1.2. You're going to get 800 bonuses up to 600, 700, whatever you're going to get, right? Don't need dad around anymore, but dad's still going to get paid. Yeah. Dad's going to get paid. He's given up and sacrificed. So here's your 100 Gs, dad. Don't need your input. Want your support as a father. Don't yeah, need your support that, yeah. as, a, as a racer anymore. Yeah. All right. But, but I still need you. You're my dad. You've done everything for me, and your clean cut is going to be 100 Gs. There is. That's that's what I'm going to give you. And if you want to come to the races, come to the races. Come and support me now as a father. You've supported me as a father. You've supported me as a racer. You've done everything. But now, I'm at the next level. I need people to that I can actually. What's well, just talk that to. experience too? Yeah, that like that's right. Yeah, they've done this now. This is a different exactly. thing. This is for all the marbles. Whole different thing. Yeah, whole different ball game. Whole different. And I think actually. Moto's the probably the one of the biggest ones because it doesn't happen in soccer really. It doesn't. I mean, because they're under a coach right straight yeah, away. Whereas exactly. with Moto, Whereas with Moto, you are the coach, dad's got yeah. the old. He's the coach. He's, he's the mechanic. mechanic he's, he's the trainer. He's, he's the nutritionist. Food. He's got yeah. everything right. So you got one guy thinking he knows what the hell he's doing with suspension, but it might not be the right feedback. But Bones is. You just talk to Bones and say, "Mate, it's a bit right." Oh, psh, got it. Yeah, I'm, he knows. He sorted right. He that's just what it. it. He built yeah. the bloody thing, right? So that's kind of what it is. And Mitch and all those guys, like, I mean, they they really know how to run that thing. But it's almost like I don't believe in the. You know, let's piss off mum and dad now. Yeah, it's like mum and dad worked hard, but this is what it is. But there's got to be that fine line, you know. Now, mum and dad, look, I just want you to be a mum and dad, appreciate everything. But now I'm going to look after you. I'm going to yeah. buy you your first house again because I know you sacrificed a lot. Yeah, yeah, buy here's back that house. Here's your house, and you know, this is how we're going to roll, type thing. And and I think that's the. The thing that's actually not probably pushed enough in that, especially in the motor arena. You know. And the, there's a real problem with um, just general education, man. Oh, of course there is. Like, Massive. Dude, yeah. a lot of these guys, well, not, I shouldn't say a lot. Some of these bigger dudes yeah. could barely read and write. Yeah, I know. And you know what I mean? And because they've, from that young age, they're just yep. going deep in moto. Mm. That's because it's, it's undeniable it that like yeah. a Ryan Villapoto is going to be yeah. a star. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, that there's like that general lack of education if you look at the if you looked at just the 
general demographic of motocross yep. it's not a very highly educated no. the the statistics don't show that it's no. a college educated sport no. they don't you know they don't actually play it in college which is that's the biggest yep. thing with in the states especially yeah that's is right you've got college football college basketball yep. you've got to maintain a certain gpa to play yep. Yep. that does not exist in motocross no. you want to race motocross and you're going to be yeah. good quit school man mum's gonna teach you a couple abcs yep. and you're gonna do motos and you're gonna live it like a mtf mm. that's a massive problem man yeah, yeah. producers pretty yeah. fucking rad motocross riders <laughs> but it then it comes with all these problems like you yeah. look at a j-law yeah i know dude's dumb as shit yeah, like and no, no education and you see all these talented guys that are just falling so hard off. Well, the and rails. if they're, and if they're not if, if and if they're not financially advised with the money they make, they got nothing. Then they got nothing. They anyway. got nothing left over. And a lot of guys actually look at don't. Hanson. He was buying Bentleys and all sorts of shit. <laughs> like he's got nothing. Now. I love I love Josh. And he's uh, a loose look, unit. he's just a loose unit. But I love the guy, and the reason is because you know, you know, I had a lot of run-ins with Josh back in the day when he was a young fella. I just said, mate, you need to pull your fucking head in mate and not living off your dad was you were you over there when he was on yep. Yamaha, Yamaha Troy yep, yep. so what I was, was there your when he role signed. with Yamaha Troy oh look, you we were just a sponsor through we were booze. just a sponsor but but I took what our sponsorship pretty serious so I mean we give them you know four or five hundred grand I mean it was a big investment so it was like yeah you want to if they weren't performing if they weren't performing then why are we paying yeah four hundred grand you know why not and then you know if if there was a if there was a rider that wasn't performing and i knew the reason why it wasn't because he's on the piss the night before i'd have something to say and yeah. i'd say to i'd say to peter i'd say to dacker even the time because i was over there with dacker i'd say dacker what the fuck's going on mate yeah like seriously like these guys need to get off the piss and treat this professionally you guys are paying them 80 150 grand a year to, to ride 250s and to ride your, you know, to this elite. Yeah, Hanny would have been on more for sure. Oh, yeah, he? no, yeah. Uh, not when he first started. No, oh, he, right, when he was yeah. on that sort of junior level. When he was on KTM, like, he was getting, like, oh, millions. No. Yeah, no, no, he was making money. He was making some good money. But, you know, Hanny was too. But it wasn't actually, it was just Hanny's maturity. It wasn't anything yeah. else. It was like, oh, I got to, you know, I'm out and about. I'm, I'm in the pro series and whatever. And the girls and, and the, the girls and the this and the that and whatever. And monster girls, man. Uh, <laughs> fucking monster girls. Ruin it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> or make it good for everyone, one or the other. But yeah, right. I mean, it was, it was, again, I think it was that, that maturity. And it was the same, you know. Craig Anderson went over there. He was useless there, you know. Um, great here. But that pressure, I think, of Craig being over there, I, you know, missing a triple because he felt, un, you know, couldn't do it or whatever that might be. I mean, a great starter, probably the best starter I've ever seen. But at the end of the day, it wasn't built for that That sort of... When you come from Australia and you're riding here compared to there, I mean, it's it's kill or be killed. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'll let you in, I'll let you in, I'll come in on the inside. No, no, they'll take you out. Like, I mean, that 250 class is just a nightmare. Bunch of I mean, you got, you got guys that they don't give a shit. Oh, that was... Yeah, he's, he jumped over me or he did this or he cut me off. They don't give a shit. It's like, all they got too. It's money. Yeah, it's all they got. If they don't finish in the top six, they don't even get a look in. Like you've got to finish in the top six for the next 10 rounds. And yep. if you don't, no one's going to look at you. You'll be a privateer for the rest of your life. You know, and you know, there's the, you know, the Nick Ways and the, you know, all these guys that made it into that factory but were still in that top six. Not Jake a good Wyman living. Kind of guy. Yeah, Jake Wyman. But look, they were, Yamaha needed that that guy because they needed blue yeah up there yeah up there they needed the chad they needed the nick they needed the 
you know, the, the Villeman, they needed the, you know, those type of guys. You yeah. know, like they needed them there, but to fill spaces through that top six. But you're always guaranteed of a right. I mean, you're actually better off being a top six rider sometimes than a, deal, yeah. than a number one and then a number 12. Yeah. Because that's that hot and cold aspect of some of the races that were up there. Were you, you know? there when Nick Avenue was on Yamaha Trotic? Um, no. Because oh, he, he was on the first podcast with us. He's a really cool dude. No, I wasn't. No. He must have been before my time, maybe 2000, maybe 2001, something like that. So what, what made you go into the military? Were you oh, always... So what like did were you just a sport physical dude or yeah, was, yeah, it just, was, yeah. or was it just a wanted to push yourself by being in that mm. like elite thing or like what was the mentality oh i think going oh for me it was more about um uh you know i didn't want to join when i was 18 i needed a little bit of time because dad said you know to me he said mate you just end up like a jarhead you know in there and just military is all you know and it's kind of hard to get out if, if if you go in at 18 it's not a bad idea but i'm just saying that it's you sort of if you want to do it for 20 else. years, go do it for 20 years. It's, it's extremely hard to get out of after 10 years and go, all right, I'm going to go and find a new job because you, you, you become extremely regimental. You become extremely governed by certain rules and expectations and that drive and all the rest of it. So to get out in the outside world, it's quite difficult because you're dealing with plebs, mate. I mean, yeah. you're dealing with people that don't give a shit whether they look good or bad. No or, discipline. No discipline. No, well, I'm here at work at 5 to 5 or 10 to 5 or I'm here at 4.30 in the morning and work starts at 5 because I need to have my shit to get ready, ready to go, right? If work started, if your first call in the army was 5.45, you were there at 20 past 5. Yeah. You know, if you're on time, you're late. That's kind of how it is because everybody else will be waiting for you. So, but yeah, I went through, I had a couple of jobs when I was a bit younger and went in um so was your dad in the military yeah he was in the military as well yeah but you know i mean he was a mechanic and and um so there was like a military background there. yeah there was it was a little military background and both my grandfather and my father missed both of those first uh, the second world war and the first world war because just they were just both too young at the time you know when they went through probably three years four years too young but um you know for me it was a i was kind of I, i believe probably more born for it than anything else because love to hunt love to be outdoors love to work hard and the army rewards hard work if you the harder you work the better they reward you the the Mm. harder you show discipline the better they'll because it's it's all nothing's forgotten in the army if if you come in for your first test your first basic fitness assessment and you just just make it you just make it you're you're gonna just make it your whole life in there just just get through you're gonna just make it because you know the pass mark is here but they don't expect you to pass they expect you to exceed, pass, exceed yeah. that and if you don't exceed that you know the same thing the guys that come to me now and do basic fitness like young kid of, of, of mine um that's just gone to adfa only take like 25 for engineering degrees a year you know australian defense force academy and they they pay for your education but as i said to him you you want to go in there the best the best that you can be you know you want to do the most push-ups you want to run the fastest you want to do all the sit-ups you want to you want to be the best because if you're the best at the start you're going to be the best at everything because they'll look at you and they'll pay attention to you they'll 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 nurture you they'll say look that that, that guy you drive right there that's drive and that guy is going to put that into his education if he doesn't put it into his education he's going to actually keep working until he's an a-class student that's how it works in the military and I always say to, to young guys, yeah, I'm, I want to join the military. I'm like, really? Why? Oh, I just seem like a good career. What, do you want to exceed? Oh, no, I'd just be happy if I, you know, like just want a job and a trade. And I'm like, well, do you want to exceed? Do you want to, 
do you want to be the best you can be do you want to take the opportunities do you want to do you want to be a warrant officer do you want to be a, a captain do you want to, what do you want to do oh I I'm like mate it's not for you. You, you you need obviously you need a group of people but you need the ones that are excelling and you need the ones that are obviously you know doing doing the work as well but at the end of the day if I've got a guy that comes to me and says I want you to test me for a basic fitness assessment I'll test him if he just passed I said mate you're going to fail yeah. the reason is because life what you're doing life does not allow you to have a cold on that day and pass if you pass exceedingly if you're if you're having a shit day that day or you you trip over at the 2.4k run you're going to make it still because you've still got it up your sleeve but if you go in there just passing if you're not allowing for any any anything to happen that day whether you've got a shit day you just vomited from food poisoning you got nothing so if you're going to go in be the best you can and train hard for it so that you can do that and i was fortunate to be a physical training instructor for the military and got to be down with a commando unit down in uh in Holsworthy and um, you know a few stints here and there and it was you know it was a great career but they you know and probably got out of it too early really to be quite honest because you know a great opportunity obviously came up in America and I took that and if if I was single at the time and not in a relationship and I, I would have probably still been in the army today because I loved it you know it was just the harder I worked every day if I got up every day and just exceeded everything was just given to you was just more and more you know like didn't matter what you want to do you want a different posting yeah good you have that one if you want to where do you want to go now adrian what's your preference and it's a list you know they look across and they look at they look at five soldiers and they're all going for a sergeant's course yeah but this guy here he's always, a standout yeah always number one so he gets the preference you you're a bottom feeder you get nothing you'll get you'll get the shit job you'll get i'm going to post you to puck upon you <laughs> you know that's how it works and it's so always say to it's the same as the police force, same as anything. The police force is actually gearing up differently even today as well. They're looking for, I mean, we're in a, we're in a society now of verging on slight fear, I think, anywhere around the world at the moment. It's not, not fear in a way that we won't go out. It's fear that, you know, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what could happen. Could happen, you know, happen in Paris, happen in London. You know, maybe I don't travel into those places that I typically would. Maybe I won't go to Istanbul. Maybe I won't go and check out turkey maybe i won't go to india because i'm just not sure you know because there is that slight hesitation i think now you know i mean i'd, I'd never tell people to go to you know south africa and a lot of places through africa anymore because it's just a freaking nightmare over there you know you, you you're putting yourself and your family probably at risk so i think that i think society's now gearing up into a more um they're building a society now to to, to be able to handle a situation differently and you can see it in the army you can see it in i think the police force even fireys everybody they're they're probably being affordably a little bit more picky i think with who they sort of take on you know but then you've got this whole counter movement of um we need x amount of women correct we need x amount of black women yep we need x amount of gay men yep we need and there's no there's no um nothing against any of those of course not groups in no. my mind no but I, why can't we just be taking the best we can and i, I, I and, if and we're going to be yeah if, if there's you know what i mean like yeah. you, you can't make in my opinion you can't make roles for a certain group of people that if you look on a percentage mm. basis of like their general interest yep. being on the front line isn't yep. appealing to them no. and like you just know that based yep. on the demographic yep. like this the statistical yep 
you know, That's proportion of people yep. who are in the army are these mm. big alpha male men like yep. yourself that yep. want to exceed. And if yep. you just start trying to create roles for these people, mm. I don't see that as no. strong, you know, because no. like the, I always say to people like, look at the NBA. Mm. The NBA isn't trying to be diverse. No. The NBA isn't trying to no, have so a You've got to have five of, white dudes on there. Yeah, five white, <laughs> you know, you've got to have one gay, one white, yep. one yep. Af, uh, Chinese, yep. one woman. Yep. Like they're just going, no, give me the tallest, yeah. most athletic motherfucker that can yep. get the ball. Yep in that basket in that, yep. and let's win championships yeah, and that's, that's right. and people want to see that too. yeah well that's sport exactly it's sport sport is 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 not gender based it's not it's the best that's what sport is and and i think that that's what society probably needs to take a leaf out of their hat a little bit and, and that's why you have those d- different groups anyway i mean a good friend of mine who headed up the um the the the, the basic fitness requirement for women to be in infantry and was looking at all the testing, he didn't make it easy. He made it almost impossible to get it in. Should, it should be. Well, not impossible. I mean, there's people that have passed it. But yeah. I mean, if you're going to hit the front line, if you're going to be the backup for another, you know, another guy or whatever that might be, like you're going to have to be strong and you're going to have to be this and you have to do that. If some guy is down and out and he's just blowing his leg off, you're going to have to pick him up and get him out of there. Yeah. If you can't, then you what's the point? There. And you shouldn't be there whether you're a man or a female or a woman. That's right. And you they just, don't. You shouldn't be there. The, the, the SAS is not. They are not. Oh well, we need a. We need an, another infantry guy that is not quite as good. They take the best, yeah. and the reason they take the best is because they deal with the harshness and the reality of of reconnaissance and war. And you mentally and physically need to be able to get yourself out of that situation based on whatever happens in that time. So. You know, and and typically in the SAS, I mean, they don't, they don't, they're not a hundred kilo guys. These guys are just mentally and physically tough. Yeah. They can, they can, in a moment, go right. We got twenty k's. We got no water. We got no food. We're gonna have to survive off what we know. And we're gonna have to get out of here the best way we can without getting killed because that's just what they do. They and know some that. people feel like they're born for that situation. That's right. And other people. It's just fight or flight. Of like course that's a yeah. basic instinct yep. that yep. every animal that's right. on planet Earth has. Yep. They have a fight response yep. or they have a flight response. That's right, exactly. And that response is built up over years of actually doing it as that's well. That's right, it is. So you get the guys that win, 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 yep. win. They get that compounding yep. flight response and yep. then you get people that lose, 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 lose and then they get a compounding flight that's response. That's right. And it, so there's no, that, that's not prejudice. No, it isn't there's a prejudice. There's no prejudice in that. That's that is full-blown that, biology. That is what it is and this is why this participation award bullshit pisses me off. I hate it. I got in trouble three years ago at tug of war with my son's school, you know. Adrian, you're being a little bit competitive. What the fuck do you mean competitive? Of course this is I'm a competition. competitive. This is a competition. Someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. Well, no, everyone gets a participation card. Well, I don't believe in participation. Someone has to win. Someone has to lose. If there is not a winner and a loser, then we have a culture that no one wants to... There's no incentive. There's no incentive. No yeah. one wants to thrive. You know, even Axel says to me, you know, he said, well, what's the point, you know, of training for a cross-country? I win, but... I don't get nothing. Like, what do we get? Okay, well, you won the cross country. That should be enough to actually try, you know. And I am never have said, I mean, he's not as probably competitive as I was, but I said, mate, I don't care whether you lose or whether you come first. What I care is that you gave it 110%. If you come over that line just nearly spewing your guts out, I'm, I'm pretty proud as a father because I know that you tried, you know, for that. That tug of war and a lot of these game things and netball and soccer and, going, you know, listening to a friend of mine say, yeah, went to soccer, Adrian. Our team won ten nil, but 
we don't score. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You don't score? You don't score the game because you, you won? No. Same as AFL. AFL in those younger age brackets now. Oh, no, no, no. We got a goal, but we're not actually scoring because it's a bit unfair, right? I'm like, well, what is going to drive a child's mind if you can't win? I never trained to be uh, so that I could, you know, because I love training. I trained because I knew at the end of it I'd win You'd something. You'd win, yeah. You know, so the more I trained, the more I'd win. So that's, that's what I did. But this, the schooling system now and the way that we are and the way that we're actually pushing, I think, our own demogra- our young demographic, we are up for a massive shock in the next 20 years. Massive shock. Because yeah. try, and find a, an, a, try and find a young bloke today that wants to do an apprenticeship. Yeah. You won't find one. Doesn't matter how much the government gives it. I want to design, I want to design an app. Yeah. Because that's where the money's at. When you employ someone today, it's they're asked, they're telling you, well, this is what I want. I'm like, well, what do I get? What do you mean, what do you get? You get me. Yeah, well, what are you going to offer me? Well, you know, I've done this, this, and that. I, bet, I know, but what have you done? What are you worth? Tell me what you're worth. Yeah. Are you worth 60 grand or are you worth 100? I did the same thing with one of my employees a long time ago. I said, mate, what are you worth? What are you worth to me? This is, this is, these are your objectives. These are your goals. What are you worth? Uh, what's the range? Okay, well, you know the range. You're here on an interview. It's between 80 and 120 grand. Well, I'm worth 120. Okay, but to be worth 120, you've got to make this happen. It's again that exceeding. You've got to exceed yeah. to get your 120 grand. Oh, yeah, I'll exceed. Okay, well, how about I put you on 80 grand and I'll give you 100 percent bonus based on these targets i'm going to make you 160 oh no 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 it's all right i'll, I'll take the 120 really so you don't want the ability to make 160 you just want 120 you want to cap out I want to cap out fuck that i want a guy that says oh, give me 60 and i want i want 150 grand and if i don't make 150 grand at least i made 160 you know like or whatever that it might be i want that guy i want that guy that comes to me with a plan and says adrian you got your protein for sale. You know, you want to launch the international market. Here's, I want you to pay me 80 grand to, to do the work. I want to do it. But if I can get in 11 ton a month into China, I want you, I want 50 cents on the, I want 50 cents, you know, a bag for that. So I'm going to get an extra four and a half grand per container per month. I say, fucking oath. Yeah. You want that? You dude. got a deal. Yeah. I want that dude. I want that dude to come to me and say that. And that's, that's, because you know every day he's, he, he's going to get out of bed because he knows he can make money. And that's not, um, that doesn't lend itself to the participation culture. No, no. That, that's, he's going to win opposite, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. He's going to win no matter what. And if he doesn't win, I tell you what, he'll be pissed and he's going to know how to win the next time because he knows what he did wrong. And that's that, you know, that's why, that's why the army breed, you know, if, you, if, if you're an engineer or if you're an infantry or whatever, but you actually have done well, you come into the normal workforce, it's a piece of piss. You're like, fucking hell, this is pretty good. I just yeah. turn up at nine and go home at five. Like, and all of a sudden, you're the boss. Shit, this is pretty easy. It's because you showed up. It's because you give a shit. And it's because you actually did things that everybody else isn't doing. And that's what that mentality, I think, of the military kind of really instills in people is that, that drive, that, that constant hunger to do better. You're in a competitive nature. You're with a bunch of other guys that want to be the best. And that's the best thing. Like, to be a physical training instructor in the Army, you've got to go up against a thousand other blokes in the Army. And out of that, you could go down to a subunit PDI course in Cerberus. And out of 20 other guys, you got to come number one to then actually apply for to be a physical training instructor. So it's not like this. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be one. Yeah, I'll have a crack. I'll have a crack. Give, yeah. me, give me a go. You can't do that. You've, you've got to have the ability. You've got to have the, the strength. The same as the SAS, same as all these guys. I mean, they've got the ability. They've got the hunger, and that's what they know. They know what they need to do. A lot of guys will go in and say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind being in the SAS. Really? We'll see how you go in four years. That's why yeah. the SAS really look at guys that have done. So how does the, the process of the SAS work? So you usually have to, I mean, they're looking at guys with maturity. They're looking at guys that have been in the, been in the infantry for, you know, three, not, not just the infantry, but, but three or four years of service. So they've got the maturity, they've got the basic skills of being a soldier. So the basic skills of, of you know, being weapon efficient and physically fit and mentally strong. You know they can handle it because they've had a, That's right. They've, had, they've had three or four years. So what does SAS stand for? Special Arms for, uh, Service. So yeah, especially so that's, service, our, so. that's basically like our Australian our elite. elite. Kind yep. of, yep. Deal, that's our, right? that's our, that's our, that's our Green Bray. That's our, you know, yeah. uh, well, a lot and of people put it in different forms. I mean, yeah. obviously, you got your top parts of your Marines, you got your Delta Force, you got Teal, a lot of different SEAL teams, SEAL teams kind of yeah, deal. that type of thing. And, and look, they're all relative and they're all specialists in their own department. You know, like our, our SAS specialize in so many different types of fields, whereas the American aspect actually specialize in very specific type type things. You know, like SEAL. You know, I mean, they're doing they're doing seven, eight days, nine days of hell, basically. You know, of of more water up orientations, but land as well. And you know, whereas the the SAS, you do that initial, but then you then you know specifically go into different areas of, of of being a specialist and different things. You know, you might be a sniper, you might be recon, you might be you know whatever. So, you know, you got those different areas. But you know, to be one, you've you know. You've, if you actually want to do it and you want to show that you're actually there, I mean, you know, infantry is probably the best place to be start, to start point, point yeah. because that's the basics. That's the, you know how to hump a pack, you know how to shoot, you know how to probably hold an F-89, F-88, you know, machine gun and, and, and know nine different types of weapons fairly proficiently and all the rest of it. There's that point, but then physically, you know, if you do a soldier's comp or you do a, you know, and you win a soldier's comp because that's within a, an infantry battalion and, and you're the best of the best when it comes to a soldier. And then, you know, you apply. Um, and then you, you really do have to get that recommendation really from your CO or from, you know, from your sergeant or, you know, somebody within your, you know, your group to say, yeah, you know, you're ready for it. You're going to train, no dramas. And then you get down there and then you have a, that selection course process where you've got to pass a certain requirement before you even get a look in. And then when you get a look in, you might pass everything physically with a breeze you might pass everything and they might say no to you at the end because there was just something missing yeah there was something missing whether it was you know you're a cocky bastard or you thought you're too good or you wouldn't blend with a team or you don't do well in isolation or whatever yeah. so they're very particular but if you go back again and you show you know a bit of maturity and you show that you've changed in some way because you might have thought because they don't tell you why you failed yeah right they just say no nah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> right. yeah you just trained your ass off you know, to do 20 clickers and to do everything else, but they just don't like you for some reason. You just, you know, the DS or whatever is over there, they look at you and you, you know, just something doesn't click right. And, and it's a very close-knit community. I mean, I know a few, you know, a fair few SAS guys and they're, they're, they're a very unique breed yeah, of people. Kinda. Yeah, they're Yeah, they're not, they're not big 150-kilo guys, uh, you know, 120 kilo just ripped a shit house because... That's actually not very efficient. It's yeah. not to to pull around a lot of muscle is not efficient. I mean, if more muscle, more oxygen, more more fuel, more, fuel, more food, more everything. I mean, you got a wiry guy at sixty five kilos that can hump a pack. I mean, shit, that guy's gonna last forever. You know, he's little donkey, bit little yeah, buddy. He's you know he's he's a, he's a whippet. You know, yeah. get around places and you know look around for a bit of food and go from there. It's like you know just the difference of that. You know, it's like a big 
lion versus lioness. Yeah. Lionesses are the hunters because they're just a more efficient lean, hunter. They're yeah. leaner, they're less weight, they're about 80 to 100, you know, 80 kilos lighter than a bloody lion. So you've got that efficiency aspect. So I think a lot of people have that misconception because obviously movies do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That guy's fucking ripped. Yeah, you know? just a fucking <laughs> Zeus. He's a Zeus. I mean, he's a machine, but at the end of the day, he needs five protein shakes a day to keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really, you know, blend very well when it comes to that sort of stuff. And yeah, I mean, they're a pretty special breed. So it's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, interesting anyway. But yeah, and that's. Can you talk about the SAS when you're in it or like when you're out of it? Uh, not really. Well, they don't let you're not nah. even really supposed to know who was in it or nah. whatever. Right? Oh, look, they don't. They don't. They're a pretty close knit community. They don't really talk about you know much at all. That's really. what I like when I I fucking refuse to watch UFC fights in public <laughs> now in America. Like <laughs> yeah. I've been watching the UFC for yeah, like a long time, seventeen years. Yeah, and now I'm like. Fuck, mate. Every time I go out, it's like, I'm a Navy SEAL, bro. I'm yeah, like, you're not right. a Navy <laughs> SEAL if you're telling me you're a Navy SEAL, dude. I fucking, yeah. that's how those yeah, I people Yeah, I fight UFC. Oh, really? How many fights you had? Oh, None. It's just so... Well, like, I'm training for it. But the, the dudes that are real don't tell you <laughs> no, that's right. what they've no. done. No, you know and, I mean? and, and again, they're, yeah, they're, a, they're a pretty unique breed. That's just what they are, you know? It's not... It's a job to them. Yeah. It's a job and, you know, a lot of people say always too, you know, when things erupt in Afghanistan's and your Timors and all this bullshit erupts because oh you must be scared well a lot of guys aren't because it's what they train for it's yeah, like they want it that's game day that's game day it's like yeah. riding moto lap after lap up but no one never competing against you don't know how good you are yeah yeah so i mean a lot of people miss that mentality it's like am i going to get off this plane just get the shot the fuck up when i get off here? <laughs> i don't know maybe let's find out <laughs> let's find out let's get off this thing and have a go you know but that's that mentality i think you know i mean so is it more I guess you've got the patriotism side of it. Yeah. But I just, I, I mean, I could be fucking wrong, but I don't think Australia has that level of patriotism in mm. combat style that the US mm. has because we haven't been in, like our combat is like supporting allies really. Mm. Like I guess would East Timor would probably be one where, not like uh, we're an aggressor, but that was like our sole thing and we yeah. went over there to like... Oh, that was more of a peacekeeping bloody thing anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, you know. It was really not that much incident. No. So, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're not really a war country. Well, we, where well no. What, we support a lot of wars. We support, but a lot of countries rely on us. Mm. A lot of countries. A lot of countries rely on our SAS to be the first in and to be able to blend and do a lot of reconnaissance based on war. So, are we, as we are more of a specialist than probably most armies in the world? And the reason is because we our support is quite low. Like, we don't get, we don't get, helicoptered everywhere we'd have like a hump a pack everywhere because of our support aspects in this country has probably never been as good as what you know the we US just don't would. have the we just don't have the, we just yeah. don't have to spend on it but if you put a, an infantry member an infantry soldier a good infantry soldier up against any infantry soldier around the world he would finish in the top five top yeah, three right. yep easy any day of the week yeah because the sas yeah. um well, they're in, renowned to be the best in the world yeah and, and i've and even I, had I, guys I, I in the states that are in the military tell yep. me that like fuck your SAS are badasses. Yeah. yeah, well that's right, and because they because again their support, even though the SAS get a lot of support, yeah, okay. but their support is nowhere near as great. So they actually have to rely on it's sort of doing it on their own. That's right. They rely on doing it on their own, and you know what? In any situation, at any time, I'd put up our guys in the SAS, knowing the guys I know, I'd put any of them up against any soldier in the world, any soldier in the world in any situation, no matter what you know. But tactically, and from a pure horsepower perspective you know the american 
the Americans just win because they've just got that huge amount of firepower, huge amount of support, and when they go in, they go in hot and they go in hard, you know, and that's what I like about them is they yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck, let's just be bigger and better. Let's not just build bigger spiders. shit. Yeah, no, that's right. No, no, we're not, we're not in there. Whereas the Australians have probably got that little bit less, you know, bravo aspect and you know what, let's just go and check it out first. Yeah. See what we're up against. Whereas the Americans, like, let's just take everybody and just, if there's only three people there, let's just fucking annihilate it. Yeah. You know, anyway. You know, who cares? You know, and that's... Hoorah. Hoorah. Who <laughs> gives a shit, you know, that type of thing. But that's kind of cool, really, because it builds... Well, it's established world peace, it, really. Right. Well, like, it kind of is. In I mean, a way. You know, you've got Trump leading the path, <laughs> which is, you know, an interesting breed of choice of, of, of president. But at the end of the day, people go, you know, what a, what a fucking tool, this and that, and whatever. But have a look at the mentality of middle America. That's yeah. who they are. Hoorah, let's fucking, that's let's, the, let's win. That's what I've said. Like, I wish I put money down on Trump when it was like 30,001. Because I, I put said money from on the it. day, yep. the day that he <laughs> run, I said he's for sure 100% winning yep. this election. Yep. Because I've been everywhere yep. in America. Yep. I've seen the shittest of the shit. Yep. And I've lived in California yep. and that's a bubble. Yep. And then you get, that's where like, you got California and you got New York. That's yep. where the news comes from. Yep. And that is the most isolated yeah. like that's the Truman show yep. in terms of real America it like it's not that's of course it's completely not. unreal but no. that's where that's where that's the perspective yep. of what America is comes from there it's of the real housewives it it's the Kardashians it's it ain't. Wall Street it's it and then you go into the middle of the country yeah and it is it's like going poor. to the middle of our country it, it is yeah. so poor yeah. and there's so much yeah. anger well, and so much it. like they're so um, it's like a forgotten race of people that's there you of know course, I mean? it is a forgotten race because if you go they're through middle america no and then no. they're talked down upon yep. they're the yep. rednecks they're the, the rednecks of society they're and they're proud of it too they don't care they're just like yeah this is who we are this is what we are we'll just fuck shit up we yeah. don't care we'll just get we get what do we got what do they got nine guns per person per per person in uh, per, capita, know, yeah. per capital i mean it's just it's a crazy crazy statistic but they're right to bear arms and everyone's like well you know what we should. They should do the same as John Howard. You can't do that. You can't. You can't. Yeah. It's impossible. They lead the charge when it comes to their patriotism. They will get up if you go to a if you go to an Anaheim, which you've been. Yeah. Every motherfucker stands up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody stands. Dude, up. I've seen. I was at Oakland, man, and yeah. the guy didn't stand up to the national anthem, oh, yeah. and he got what are you doing? fucking punched in the face. <laughs> like a dude <laughs> reached over the back, like stand up, motherfucker, and oh, just yeah. like knocked this dude. Yeah. Well, that's I'm right. Just like what the yeah. fuck? Like well, he could have had a sore yeah. leg. Yeah. You know well, that's mean? right. Like, well, and, and I think. Fuck. Oh, they don't care. And, and Australia is actually, I believe, is getting more patriotic. Slowly. I hope so. Well, I, you know what? When I come back. um I went to a Broncos game. Yep. And they didn't even play the national anthem. Yeah, I know. And I was fucking gutted. Yeah, like, I, I was pissed. Yeah. I was ready to come. Like, I'd should been... be, It should be before an RC race. It should be before a GoPro race. It should Dude, be before, it should, it should be before anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a horse race. I mean, it's played. It's, you know, this is what it is. I mean, it should be a symbol of our freedom and, and who we are as a country. You know, and, and the I love thing it. is that this is like with it, we just had Australia Day and yeah. there's so much bullshit about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And it's like, the problem is, is that. I don't think you can, if you want to say sorry, or if you yep. want to be, and this is my own opinion, yep. if you want to say sorry, if you want to be apologetic, yep. you can only apologize for yourself yep. because you were the only person responsible for those, for your own actions. That's right. If you do something fucked up to a person, yeah. I can condemn that action yep. mm. and I can say, fuck, he shouldn't have done that. Yep. But I can't say, 
damn, I'm sorry. Yeah. I had nothing to do with no, that. No, that's right. And that's and exactly And the problem with this whole Australia Day thing and this whole, we're saying, sorry, what happened was fucked. Yep. Fucked. Big yeah, time. But, we, but it's not us today. But I didn't do that. No. I can't apologize. No. Yes, I can think it sucks. Yeah. But it's wrong for me to apologize. Yeah. It's like, it's that weird thing when you say like, oh, mm. I'm sorry when someone yep. passes away. Yep. I've never understood it. No. Because it's almost like a thing that oh, you should say. But yeah. it's like, oh, I can't be sorry. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. But, it's like, oh. but I can't. No. You know what I mean? You can't make it's it like, relative. I can feel, I can feel for yep. you and I yep. can. So I think that's where we've got stuck in this weird political thing when it comes to Australia Day is that it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't be sorry no, for can't. something you didn't no, do. No. And you that's can all, only yeah. be sorry yeah. for your own actions. I, I believe it. I'm, I'm exactly the same. I, look, again, it's the same thing. We, we know what, was, what happened was fucked. And but it, we live in today. Yeah. This is what it is. And I, I ain't saying sorry. That's uh, just what it... I, I live in today. Like, I have to say, I, I didn't do nothing wrong. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't my generation. The generation has been through four generations of that. And there's still people, and I, you cannot deny that there's still people. I got a yeah. friend, she's in, we had a conversation about this the other day. She's in uh, child services. Yep. And she still deals with in Cairns, yep. which is a huge Aboriginal yeah, yeah, yeah. community. That's yep. not where I'm from, obviously. Yep. So it's, yep. we've seen a lot of that. There's still people dealing with yeah. the stolen generation in the modern sense yep. where parents and families now yeah. aren't looking after children and young aboriginal kids are going into home so that's almost it's mm. not a stolen generation in the sense that it was but there's no. still this follow-on effect yep. i can't be sorry for that as a person no. and i can't apologize i didn't do that no, that's what right. i can do is try and contribute to fixing it yep so it comes to this whole thing of like changing dates and this yeah, and yeah, that yeah. and it's like no it's it's hard to you can't erase the past. No. And by doing that, you're just erasing the past. What, yep. Why don't we just make that day yep. a cornerstone for education? Yeah. Let's make that day a day to be celebrated as the Australia we've got now. Yeah, that's How right. far we've come as a yep. country yep. that I, yep. would, I would say that Australia is not an inherently racist country. There's no... no we're constantly in the top five for living yep. standards. Yep. Youth standards yep. are in the top five. Yep. Like living. We have a great country. Yeah. We have a shitty past. Yep. Show me a country that, doesn't that have a wasn't <laughs> colonized. <laughs> exactly. And the, the problem is like the globe at the point of Christopher mm. Columbus, Captain Cook, that yep. whole... That was a fucking land race, yeah. man. Yeah, that that was. was pure survival. That was the days... Yep where winter could wipe out a population. Yep. Like that's some Game of Thrones winter's yep. coming shit. Yep. You got the Black Plague, you got this. So yep. that, that is a point right. of pure survival. Mm. Let's go out and let's find places. Is there a place that's better than where we're at now? Yeah, no. And if there's a, a, a tribal yep. population, like, fuck it. Yeah. And that's the way that it was. Yep. Was it right? No, that's right. But well, it, again, it kind of comes back to But it to was relative whole, to, to exactly, that time. Exactly. It's relative to that time. Like today, like... In 1992, when I, you know, 91, 92, when I finished school, you didn't have a cell phone. So you had to go to the library to fucking figure something out or you had to look it up some way. You didn't have fucking Google. So, you know, if you want a job, you actually had to call people on a fucking pay phone and say, can I have a job? Like, that was that time. Or go in and talk to the owner. Go in and talk into the owner or whatever it is. But But everyone says, yeah, but back in my day, well... Fuck back in my day. We're in today. Yeah, it's, you know, it's gone now. <laughs> it's gone. Back, it's only in your memory, bro. Back in my day. It's, it's exactly the same as I always say, you know, oh, yeah, but in the army, when you're in the army, you know, this is this. And this. Okay, well, when, when, when I was in the army, it wasn't probably as hard as they had it 
20 years before me. Yeah. Like they probably had it fucking harder than me, but it was relative to what I went through that time, you know. And I, that's why I always say with young kids, put yourself in an experience that you can always remember how hard it was. Because if you know that, you'll always make yourself relative yeah. to that experience. Have an understanding, live. Put yourself in, in stressful positions. Put yourself as a young kid in fucking hard work. Go to a butcher, get an apprenticeship, go and do something for a year that you know is probably not the job that you want. But, but I tell you, you what, but you busted your ass and at least you can say to yourself, fuck, I busted my ass for a whole year doing that, buddy, butcher apprentice. Now, I don't want to do it no more. Go and work it, buddy, wherever that Build might be own. hard. Yeah, yeah, do something. But but make it hard for yourself so that you have some sort of, you know, life experience to give it some sort of relativity. You know, like yeah. you get stuck in a mud hole uh, about 400 kilometers northwest of, uh, of Ayers Rock. It looked like, you know, I walked through 50 meters of water and it was this deep. And I was like, fuck, that's easy. All right. So for the first 50 meters, I got through. But then other trucks had gone before me before that. And I couldn't see that. And so I got you're bogged. In the car. Yeah, in my yeah. car, in the, in the 4B. Boom, bogged right down to the fucking axles and all the rest of it. 17 days it took me to get out of that. <laughs> fucking hell. 17 days. You know what? Every day, and didn't have any cell phone. No, that no, wasn't 17. It was 14 days. But for 14 days, I was like, all right. You get pretty stressed because you're like, fucking hell, how am I getting out of this? So then you just sit there and you analyze it. All right, the car's not sinking. It's all good. Stationary. All right, now what am I going to do? So you think to yourself, all right, well, let's, you know, first four hours, I was just going at it, going at it, going at it. And I was thinking to myself, fuck, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm not going to, I'm going to be cooked. I'm not even going to get through this thing. So, so then I made a plan for myself. I'm like, all right, today I'm going to get through nine meters i got a hundred meters to go through i'm gonna get 10 meters a day if i do a little bit extra one day because i get a bit more energy i'll do a bit more so i'm pulling mud putting the bloody tracks underneath moving pulling the mud doing tracks doing all the rest of it putting all the things down set myself up camp every day 10 meters ahead knowing that i had to get to that spot every day and that's what i did so i was thinking to myself all right well i'll be out of here in no time this will be all right but then in there in the first eight hours of you doing it because you're just racing because you're thinking but then at the end of the day I was like fuck I've got water I've got food yeah, I can rush? fucking hunt what's the rush yeah. I've got no phone who gives a shit like what am I going to do here I mean, even if I get a meter a day for the next 30 days I've got 230 litres of water and it's not the hardest thing you've ever done in your life that's right so relatively speaking you're just going fuck yeah and I'm like it. fuck you know two weeks in Tully's fucking harder than that you know sitting in grime and shit and it's raining on you all bloody day you know how it is up in there I mean in the in the jungle up there that's shit you got leeches on your balls when you wake up and you're like fuck this is shit <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile I'm sitting at a campfire good weather not everything's fine it's not that bad yeah. it's alright I'll get through it just got a car that's stuck <laughs> got a car that's stuck but I'll get through it then when I got through the other side you know I sat there I was like fucking hell that was hard you know what it wasn't that bad yeah. you know and then away you go you know, you go again, but that's the experience. But if you've got those experience to always make kind of relative, you know, if you go to Fraser Island, some guy's bog for two hours, you're like, mate, it's not that bad, it's not that bad brother. Yeah. You'll be out soon, don't worry. <laughs> you're digging for a while. But as I always say to young kids, train hard. Put yourself in a competitive sport. Go out there and get injured. You know, fucking ride a motorbike. Go go do something so that you actually have to recover from something and see what it takes to recover. Don't yeah, just my, sit there and whinge and carry on. My example of that is that I was never that good at motocross, but yeah. I broke fucking everything and I was <laughs> hurt and I, yeah. you've learned. So, and this is where it's kind of, a, it was a bit of a negative, but you, you, the relativity to pain becomes, mm. Mm. it's just, it, you just get a weird relationship with yep. it. 
and then like so I, I when I broke this collarbone the last yeah. time I didn't even go to hospital yeah 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 you already knew like, what it was well, I knew, I, I've yeah, broken yeah. my collarbone yeah. I know what they're going to do they're going to put me in a sling they're going to give me some painkillers yep. then they're going to tell me I can't move for X amount of days yep. blah 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 yep. and it, it was because I've done it before yep. and then like one of the I've, I've broke a, a few times now there was one of the times I, I snapped my collarbone and it was six days before my first ever paid film gig yep. for JDR, yep. which that that in itself yeah. leap like springboarded a, an entire new chapter in my life yep. without without that. Yeah. So that was like a looking back at it, it as a pivotal point in my life. But mm. I broke my collarbone, yep. so I six I had six days to be good enough to put a backpack on yeah. with my camera in it, yeah. my new camera that I just yeah. bought, fly to Horsham and then Get walk around that motocross track all day to yeah. make my video yeah. to then give to the people that had paid me to do yeah. it. Yeah. And it was like, without that relationship, the pain, like if that was just someone no, on the course. street that I broke the collar, I'm out. Like, they'd be out. I'm out. I, yeah. I can't do it. I'm out, you know. And that's... That, that, <laughs> probably shouldn't say it relatively, but that's why, you know, people in the gym, they call me up, oh, Adrian... Busting my Pretty hand. sore. Busting my hand. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck your hand. Go and do something with your legs. Yeah. Come into the gym and get on an arc trainer. Yeah. I'll put you on a fucking thing. I'll keep you fit. Oh, really? Oh, no, but my, my wrist is sore. I, I, I know. Fucking get it fixed and then come back into the gym. I'll yeah. give you a thousand squats and a thousand fucking lunges to do and I'll give you an ass like a 12-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> that's what it is, right? So, come on back in. Like, this is what we'll get done. So, people always human nature is for us to take the easy way out boys yeah. what's the easiest road well i can climb that mountain there if i can go around the mountain i know it's gonna be a little bit longer that way but that there that's that's near impossible I don't well think i think I that i guess now like you'd have to think in terms of an evolutionary standpoint we'd take the easy way out because that's the way to ensure survival right of course but now like we said before survival is off the table like yeah. we're all gonna live we're all living so now you can afford yourself the luxury of yep. making it hard because that's going to make you a better human. That's right. And I think that that's, the, that's the key that sport, I think, in general gives young males, young females, is it how hard they had to work to be as good as they could get. And I think that's the very relative, and that's why I love sport, is that you've got to work hard. If, if you're going to be any good or even half good, you still got to work for it. You got to show up, you know, every day. So it's easy to to put that into practice when it comes to business. It's easy to put into practice, you know, like I work from 4:30 in the morning till 8 o'clock every night, every day, 5 days a week. That's what I, that's my hours. And I'm there every day. I talk, I train, I train people. I, you know, it's exhausting to even talk to people, but it's a new business. It's what you got to do. You know, this poor young fellow that I've been training, you know, to go to Adfa you know, Brad, um, Bradley Stanley, he's mate, probably one of the nicest kids I've ever met. Nicest kids. Trained him for two years. You know what? And, and I saw this in him straight away. He, he came to me to do boot camps, you know, two years ago. Adrian, I want to join the army. I'm like, all right, show me what you got. Let's, you know, good marks at school, wants to do engineering, you know, really smart cookie. Cool. And straight away, I'm like, grows up in Mullaney. Milk's farm, like milk's cows, cows sure, for, yeah. for a living. Been doing it since he's like 13 years old. Worked at Mullaney Milk for seven years. Okay. Got his head on his shoulder. Can work. Can get up in the morning. Can produce. Cool. Goes to Adfa. Send him down there to see a mate of mine. He goes in for the, uh, the induction training down there. He passes everything. Does the BFA, basic fitness assessment. Does everything. 
They say to him, you're lacking maturity. Not maturity, but maturity experience. Yeah. You know, maturity is what you need. We're going to turn you into an, a soldier. We're going to turn you into, you know, to the best. All right. So Adrian calls me. Mate, fucking great guy. Just needs to work. Just tell him to go travel. Tell him to go do something. Tell him to get out. Tell him to go get nasty with 100 women. Like, whatever. Go, go do something. Right. So he comes back. And I said, mate, how do you feel? And he goes, well, I said, you know, maturity and a couple of things. What do you reckon? I said, what do you reckon? He says, well, I need to get maturity. I need to get out and I need to travel. I need to do something. I said, yeah, get out. Go travel. You know, we traveled eight months. Went over to a youth camp in America. Did everything, right? Came back, reapplied, got in. He turned up again. They saw him turn up. They saw him that, what have you done in a year? Well, this is what I've done. This, 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 and this. I went and did a youth camp. I did this. I did that. Fucking army froths over that shit. Because they're like, really? You came back? Awesome. And he says that I'm fitter, I'm stronger, I'm faster than I was last year, and I want to join, right? Well, you know what? He was joining Monday morning, this Monday. Sunday night gets the news that his sister just got killed in a horse riding accident. Fuck. So, calls me up, can't talk, in tears, just doesn't, he just lost, right? Just, Adrian, I don't know what to do. So, phones the, phones buddy, the recruiting office. They say, mate, if you're not here, you can't join. So he calls me. He says, Adrian, this is what they said. I said, that's fucking horseshit. Don't worry about it. I said, this is your sister. This is. I said, the last thing you need to worry about is the army. The army's going to look after you. That's what they do. They look after you because of what it is. It's not your grandma. It's not your best mate. It's your sister. It's your blood. You're, 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 you know, you've got God on your heart. You're religious. You're, this is what you are. This is who you are. This is the why the man that you are. And he called my mate Adrian. He gets onto the Griffo. He gets onto CO. He gets to add for this is the case. They're like, no dramas. We're just going to put him on a, you know, whatever it takes. They call him up, mate. Don't even worry about it. We love you. And you know why they love him? It's because all they do is they look on his card. Fucking hell. Sub nine minutes, 2.4, 80 push up. Like, I mean, that's what they do. Got rejected because maturity went out, got maturity. So straight away, that's all they did. They looked at his card and went, mate. Yeah, no we fucking want, yeah. problem. Yeah, we want, yeah. Whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever you need to get better and to help your family right now, we want you, so we'll do whatever you need. For him to hear that, obviously, the best news you've ever heard because now he can grieve, do what he needs to do with his family, have the funeral, do all that sort of stuff and not worry about his career, but it was because of his, his hard work and dedication. And, and you talk about they said it because they wanted maturity, dealing with anyone in your family dying, yep. that's going to fucking that's right. grow you up pretty that's quick. Gonna, too, that's going to grow you up like. pretty quick. So, and he's asking me, Adrian, what's a reasonable time? And you know, I just spoke to him this morning. I said, mate, reasonable time is time that you feel you're ready to make that commitment. There's a, there's a point of that time. It's, it's shock. You're in it. You'll get over that shock and then it's going to hit you. But you need to get into the army when the shock starts to fade and when reality sets in so that you can keep busy mm. keep motivated you know keep her on your heart you know for you know for the years to come and that's what's going to build you a stronger leader a stronger male and stronger for your family because you'll you know, you'll be strong for them and that's what you need you know and that's what he's doing you know like he's driving his sister's car back today with all of her gear in it you know watch the video of her death because it was a horse riding accident and there was people filming it right so and went and saw the body all that shit right there will will age him five years oh yeah overnight overnight yeah, maturity because he, he doesn't know how to deal with it but he's got to deal with it right so he's, he's faced with this is not this is not some guy off the street some dull budger this is a guy that's 
fucking worked hard to mm. get where he is and, and, and you know that's the type of person you want you know backing you up you want them in your workplace you want them as a friend you want them as anything I mean my mates mate, my best mate down in Canberra if he called me right now and he said Adrian I've got a situation it's fucked I need you I'll be there like in two seconds flat there's no ifs buts what have you done who's happened what's happened he'd just say Adrian I need you here I'll be there I get the next plane from the Gold Coast leave my car here leave my shit here and say mate I'm out I've got to go you know that's what it is but that's you've got to have people around you like that and if you have people around like that you'll always succeed because you're not scared to make mistakes you're not scared to try things there's new. no judgement there's no judgement there's no nothing if he said fuck I just killed some poor bastard and I'm down at the police station I need someone to talk to I'm like mate I wouldn't say, why'd you fucking kill him? I'd say, mate, I'll be there. That's what it is. I'm not going to ask all the questions that go with it. I'm mean, just, just be there. And you need people around your life like that. If you've got people, you, you don't have a problem in life, I don't think. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think you can be better than the group of people around you. No, you And can't that's be. why, you know, you see those you see those people that are like, oh, fuck, he's got everything, everything it gets given to him, this yep. and that. But it's yep. like, he's probably just around people that are doing like maddie's a perfect example of that like he's got such a good group of people around him yeah and then when i was growing up i Mm. had my mum and my dad and and their friends you got great parents you know what i mean like good people yeah and it's it becomes a lot easier to Mm. do the you know you can take risks when you feel free of judgment yep that's like the biggest thing that stops people i think is that what yep. they think their friends are going to think of them. That's right. If your friends are going to judge you for having a crack at something, fuck them off. Exactly. And that's what you you see that. I mean, how many times do you see that comment on, I'm not a real Facebook troll person, but you see on they come up, oh, just want to let you know I'm going to be culling a few fucking friends. Well, don't even tell people you cull them. Just fuck them off. Yeah, like, what's, <laughs> what's the fucking point? What's the point? <laughs> oh, I've got something to say. Don't say it. Just fucking do it. And don't even let them know why you cut them. They'll wonder why. They, they'll know why you cut them. Because yeah. they're a fuckwit. And they probably don't even notice. That's right. Like, it's like, oh, shit. shit. Enough to well, that's what I mean. Anyway. You know, they, they, oh, yeah, why did you do that? Well, if you've got a friend on there that even comments about a decision that you make that you feel that you're trying to have a crack, well, yeah. what's the point? Like, really, what's the point? It's 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 so much easier to cut people down than it is to... It is. And, and that's why the, the, the trolling is such a big thing because they sit in a little bubble. Oh, you know what? I fucking well, they're free of consequence too. Yeah, of course, because if someone says something really fucked up to me, I'm probably gonna have a go at them. But when you're behind the internet, behind that's right. the fake, like that's what thing you see with like fighters and stuff. When people are like you are fucking shit, Connor. <laughs> like, man, if you saw Conor McGregor, you would get on your knees and strip his jocks from his body. Yeah, like, exactly. You know I mean? And then, and it's a it's a good point because, and that's why I always say to you know, that, that whole cyber bullying and all this sort of shit. And that's what I always say to my son. I said, mate, you are no better than anybody, but no one is better than you. Yeah. Nobody. I don't care who it is, what it is, nobody. I don't care whether the queen comes over here. She ain't better than you, just buddy. Just a person. It's just a person, and you're going to show the same respect that they're going to show you, and that's what's going to happen every day, you know? I mean, Axel got into an incident not long ago just at school, and, you know, he's full of bloody testosterone and all the rest of it, and, you know, some kid's calling him a bloody nigger, you know, like you know black fella and yeah you got big lips you got this you know that. and i always tell him look mate it doesn't matter it's just words right but after a while i mean this shit piss you off you know and you know one kid pushed him and he pushed him back and he fell over and put like bloody you know tiny little gash in his head and you know what the school didn't handle it you know the the, the mum and dad went to the police station and said you know it's, it's fucking assault assault yeah kids fight Kids fucking fight. Especially it's when other kids call other kids fucking <laughs> shit names. So, you know, the situation is, 
really to the yeah. principal really is this what we've become we we can't defend ourselves axel got another incident you know, six months i said there is you will not fight with anybody ever i said unless you're protecting the weak the you know the misfortunate people in wheelchairs disabled mentally you know handicapped whatever it might be you will protect them until the cows come home because they are unable to do it themselves and you are strong enough and fit enough and fast enough to be able to stand up for any of that and that's what you will do you know and he got there's a teddy bear being thrown away from a handicapped person he grabbed it and said there's enough's enough and whatever and you know got into trouble because you know give one of these kids a bit of a touch up a bit of a touch up and I said to the principal I said mate if anything happens to this I'll be on every news place I'll be on every telecast I'll be on every radio station to the fucking cows come home mate I said that you cannot allow a society not to stick up for the week yeah. you cannot that will not happen if we do that we have stooped to a whole fucking new level a whole new level of, of life you cannot do that it's impossible you know and that's it's the same as uh, you, know, you know one person I had an incident at the gym and his fucking fault he wanted to join the gym and thought it was going to be this fantastic thing that he was able to showcase you know his products and all that. I'm, saying, Mate, I'm not a showroom you know yeah. but he thought it was that oh well it wasn't what I cracked up to be well he locked into a contract buddy it's what it is you're not getting out of it. So he goes on to my reviews and writes, very unprofessional, blah, 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 blah. So I, I got his number. I text him. I said, can't be a fucking man to come to me with a situation. You want to bring my reviews down? So I jump on his website. Yeah, it's just less, there's less consequence when yeah. it's behind the screen. Exactly. So I, he gives me one star. I get, so I go back and go one star and then he comments, oh, well, there's, you know, there's no need for that. And I said, well, take my fucking review off and come and face me like a man and talk to me about the situation and the issue. Oh, well, I'll just take the review off. Could have saved a whole lot of fucking drama just not doing that. Yeah. Like, just f- approach people. Like, if you've got a problem, just ask them or, 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 or tell them, look, this is, not, this is not the issue. This is what we need to face. We, it's not a big issue. It's like, mate, this is what it was. They're the facts. You didn't do it. Why is that my fault? You know, but want to hide behind something else, you know, and that's what people do, I think, you know, trolling and all the rest. I can't even stand that shit anyway. It's just ridiculous and they're just weak. People that troll are weak individuals. They just are. They're just weak uh, individuals that, you know, haven't found themselves to, to try something new or haven't failed or haven't done anything. I think that's just the way it is. It's, it's just society. like a bit of a blanket of frustration, I think, of a lot of people too, because there really isn't much like there just isn't much fulfillment in what people do like i get a lot of enjoyment like this podcast i know i don't make a cent out of it and i've I've spent a lot of my days doing it Mm. it's fulfilling i enjoy sitting down the people that are on here are either my friends and i or i haven't spoken to anyone i don't know yet but they're people i'm interested in or respect or want to know their opinions and it's comes from a place of this fulfills me yeah it's not that it makes money and there's Mm. a there's a problem in society where you have to do things for money Mm. that have zero fulfillment that like nutritional value to your soul or your happiness that's right and then you get this like a immense frustration people that's why you get road rage and traffic we're not supposed to sit in the fucking (laughs) car for two hours each way like i've got friends that sit for two hours each way to their no wonder they're frustrated yeah it's like there is frustration yeah. that comes out of that yeah. because but then you look like there's a bunch of cogs that have to turn in this wheel of society but yep. so i think that 
you know, that's where it's important where if you are in a position where you don't have fulfillment in what yeah. you do and you yep. realize that there is this frustration, right, yeah. go for a 5K run. Yep. Do something that's yep. hard. Join a gym. Yep. Join a club. Be a do part something. of something. You know, you have to... You have to be the master of your own. Yeah. Oh, you do. You know what I mean? And take control of it instead of the easy way. And like, it's just the human condition is path of least resistance. Like we were saying. Yep. You have to go, fuck the path of least resistance. Mm. Because the path of least resistance is trolling on Twitter or fighting with someone on Facebook where there's no consequences. You can do it from your couch. Yep. And sadness compounds mm. are just in the same way that positivity yep. compounds exactly but it's like you you that positivity comes from doing shit that's hard and getting a reward out of it yeah yep. like i was saying i've been doing this 5k run on saturdays i fucking hate running yeah i hate it <laughs> shit it hurts my legs yeah and it's uncomfortable for the entire time that i'm running yeah, yeah, but yeah. i still get up on the saturday morning yeah and i I'm still do it, do it mm. because if there's a reward that comes at the end of it there's yeah. either a reward yeah or there's a you didn't try hard enough which yeah. I've, I've had both yeah. i've had one day where i was three minutes quicker yeah. one day and then the very next week i went and i was two and a half minutes slower yeah, than yeah, the yeah. week before yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's either a reward or yeah. it's a go back to the drawing board buddy but either way there's a feeling of accomplishment Yep. that comes from it and it's like that's on a saturday morning and yeah. if you work on a saturday get up that little bit earlier it's yep. like yep. but it, it, it's easier yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. be a hater yep and there's oh it is there's it's such a hater culture too, oh there's a real so hater crazy. culture out there isn't there really i mean it's it's, it's crazy because I, I you read some stuff I, I really don't read too much of that shit only because i just don't have time but it's funny that um it's funny to sort of read the comments when someone has an opinion like a genuine opinion they could, and it's not of the part the person that had the previous i mean people just fucking fire like oh, yeah. i mean holy shit like bubba's the best in the world no he's Fuck fucking you, not Charlie. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> i'm like really is that much hatred in it's crazy in a, to, in, a, in, a, in a in a forum like that like it, it's that crazy much? to me to like i think the there's a big problem with people that base their um they base an argument on an ideology. Yeah, yeah. And it's like an ideology is just that. It's an ideology. Yeah. Like what a conversation is when you've got facts yeah. and you've got That's facts. Right. Yeah. And then we kind of bounce the fact and they always say the truth in the middle. Yeah. But like when people come to me or like where they argue and they're like, oh, like veganism or yeah. they're just so fucking attached to this Passionate. ideology. Yeah. But there's a, there's a book that I've been reading by this uh, psychologist, um, Jordan mm. Peterson. Yeah. And he's been in the news a bunch lately for mm. like some stuff that he's been going through. But basically, there's he his whole book starts off with like yin and yang. And it's basically yep. chaos and order. order yeah. And the dot in order is chaos yep. and the dot in chaos is order. So yep. there's, there's potential with both. And yeah. he says that the key to living a happy life is by living right on that line mm. of yin and yang between yeah. chaos and order. Yeah, 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 and yeah, that yeah. these people that cling to ideologies, all they're trying to cling to is order. Yep. So when you're at, say, with like the vegan yeah, idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want that order yep. to be all like CrossFit. People that think CrossFit's the... the, the they, shit. They, yep. That's order. It's yep. regimented. It's safe. Yep. Yep. It's a place where... And then that it attracts people that think the way that you do. That's right. So then when you get someone that says that uh, fucking F45 is yeah. the best, they're yeah. attacking your 
ideology and they're trying to disrupt the order that you've created for yourself and people just want order yeah so it's like they're trying it's like such a weird thing and then people will start all they will do is they'll just negate every fact like say if (laughs) crossfit comes out that it's the worst thing in the world for you then they'll go based like they'll discard the facts and vegans do the same thing of course they'll discard the facts and then they protect their ideology which essentially is just protecting order yeah that's right so it kind of becomes a bit easier to be like oh well this person's really not arguing for veganism they're arguing for order yeah that's right they're arguing against chaos within yeah and ideology is 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 also has to be found by yourself whether that is good or bad for you you can't actually the only thing i mean crossfit you know people say oh i'm I'm, I'm gonna go and get fit i've joined crossfit i'm like you should probably not join crossfit you've got to be fucking fit to join crossfit yeah like the movements in crossfit are specific very specific very very strong strong core strong like even myself training every day i train i train to be functional the word functional to me is so that i can run faster than axel swim faster than axel yeah that's my functional. That's what functional means to me. Not to be faster than you, but to be faster than him for as long as I can, right? To be able to have bigger arms and arm wrestle him for as long as I can. That's, that's, that's my world right there, okay? Because I'm going to try and hang on to that for as long as I yeah. can. Because I know my dad did it to me, right? So yeah. I'm like, you know what? And you turned out all right. Yeah, and I turned out all right, right? So that's, 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 that's my world. But then there'll come a time. It's the same as CrossFit, right? You do CrossFit for 10 years. Maybe you're not the strongest, but you push your body hard, you're probably going to stuff something up eventually, right? Yeah. So then your ideology starts to fade. Yeah. You, go, you know what? I kind of need something yeah. different. I need to train my body different. I'm going to go and look for something not quite as competitive. I know I'm competitive, but I'm going to go to a gym that's still got good functional movement, but they're not going to push as hard or whatever. So your ideology changes as you sort of mature through those stages of life, I think. And I'm the same. It's like, you know what? He just kicked my ass in fifty meter sprint. I probably don't need to train for that anymore. Maybe I'll just train for the two hundred. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or I'll train my body a different way, or whatever that might be. But if you, but if you base your identity around mm. something, mm. and it's not rooted in facts or sustainability, yeah. then you set yourself up for like a massive failure. You do. But if you root yourself around a fact, like yep. if this would be like when I talk to vegans, and they're like super attached to the whole vegan mm. killing animals, whatever. Yep. I go, all right let's not say let's not kill animals or the, the argument that really pisses me off is we're not supposed to eat meat yep there is so much <laughs> biological evolutionary evidence yep. that we are supposed to eat meat that we only evolved the, to be humans mm. because we ate cooked meat yep that's like that's such a, a massively mm-hmm. factually based argument Mm -hmm. so if a vegan wants to come to me and says we're not supposed to eat meat i go okay piss off what else have you got yeah what you can say to me though is i don't want animals to be living in factory farms i don't want animals to be killed cruelly i don't want animals to have unnatural Mm -hmm. lives then that's a that's something i can be down with yeah 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 yeah. well that's a a, a whole different approach yeah Yeah. and that's like a factual intellectual yep. there's sustainability there there's like there's so many good things that you yep. can say around that exactly. argument. Yeah. but you can't just get attached to this thing that things <laughs> aren't meant to die everything is born and everything dies That's right. and if a cow falls over yeah. of natural causes yeah. bet your ass yeah. 
yep. a dingo something's gonna or eat it. something's gonna eat it it yep. has to eat it and then it gets decomposed yep. and it goes into the soil yep. and it, that's it, just like, what it is it's no. how this whole thing yeah. but it's yeah. an idea yeah and then when you base yourself yeah. around this this idea yeah and you get so attached to it when that idea crumbles yeah I know. Well, and I've got a lot of mates too. You know, Adrian, I'm trying this vegan thing. I'm like, mate, you can do whatever you want. You know, oh, I've lost all this weight. Well, okay. You know that's... why you've lost weight? Because it's not really how we're supposed to live. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, well, we'll see how long you last. Yeah. You know, or we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, why are your arms so skinny again? You know, like, I mean, and look, you can get a lot of protein out of being in a vegan diet. You yeah, can, but you've got to sure. eat a lot of shit. Right? That's exactly. You've got to eat a lot of food. To that's get that. exactly the thing. So when yep. you look at, yeah. like from an evolutionary standpoint, the big one that is funny is like, yeah. oh, well, gorillas only eat yep. plants. Yeah, they eat plants for 15 <laughs> hours a, a day, day yeah. every single day. Yep. The bones on their, the mm. top of their skull have yeah. jaw muscles attached to them that wrap the entire way <laughs> around right. their face. Exactly. If they could eat meat, if they, yeah. well, the reason they don't eat meat is because they'd have to eat raw meat, which yep. would mean they'd have to chew even more. Yeah. So then they'd be eating raw meat for 17 yeah. hours a day yeah. to get the same calories. Yeah. yeah. Well, and chimps, you know, uh, chimps Bet actually ass, eat, they eat meat they when eat they can. When they yeah. can. Yeah. You yeah. mean, when... When something's running through the bush, they'll go out and they'll take it and they'll get the iron out of it and they'll yeah. they'll eat it and they'll eat it raw and whatever. But they don't. It's not their primary diet, okay? But if it's around, yeah, they'll have a go. Same as yeah. a baboon. I mean, shit, they eat berries and freaking shit all day long. But I tell you what, if, if, if there's another stray ape going across the top, they'll have a go. It's all because it's all calories in versus calories out. Exactly. So and it's expenditure. What it, you're doing? Yeah. I mean, you can't go and get no lion eating plants all day. No. That's not how his body's made, you know. A lion, lioness. I mean, that's just that's just that's just the shit how it goes. I mean, and it's the same thing. I mean, it's kind of a. And again, you get I think a lot of vegans offside with all this stuff, but you know, to eat thirty grams of protein being a vegan is not the same as eating thirty grams of protein Versus, through whey. Yeah, it's just not. The body will synthesize and disperse of plant-based protein faster. You need more of it yep. to have the same sort of effect right not to say that's a that's, that's not a bad thing you're just gonna need more of it so it's not equal yeah in its way the, the body will capture a whey protein or a meat protein better through the body than what you know than a plant protein and you'll get all the vegans out. well this study showed this this okay all right let's go do 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups 100 and, and just do a 10k run you go eat that way i'll go eat this way and we'll see how we go at the yeah. end of the day it's just, just the way it is. It's just, you can't argue with that. Like, yeah, it's just, cal- calories it's in, calories in. out. You end up like looking like an Ethiopian. I mean, the, the, they're malnutrition. They're, they're not getting no lamb. They're, yeah. they're not getting enough meat. They're not getting, you know, they're malnutrition through a lot of different substances and all the rest of it, but it's kind of how, kind of way it is. We're doing a vegan protein, but we're doing it because... People they, want it. People want it. Yeah, market. And... I'll drink it too. I don't have a problem with it, but it's not my only primary source of protein. I'll yeah. take that protein, but it's not my primary source. Will I have it one on, one off? Yeah, probably. Why not? But and I like the taste, and it's it's okay. Primarily vegan. The thing I love about vegans is that they'll pay anything <laughs> just to stick with it. They'll pay anything if it's got if it's vegan, it's organic, certified. It's come from the Himalayas. They want it. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. I'll pay a hundred. Yeah, it's only worth twenty, but I'll, I'll pay a hundred. Well, that's right. classic. Be- you know, and and because they're a, so attached. Because yeah, but it's not a bad thing. It's just their way of thinking is uh, it's got to be the best. That's going to be the best for my body. I want to look after my body, which is not a bad thing. But again, I think the problem with it is is that people take advantage of that. 
yeah. you know they really do they, they they overprice stuff where it doesn't actually need to be overpriced like that it really doesn't it, it needs to be priced accordingly to what it's actually worth not to what the market will pay yeah we're not going to do that but clearly but that's the that's just <laughs> nature of the beast capitalism 101 of course is something's only worth what someone else will pay for it that's right yeah you can have a set of sneakers that's made by dunlop molly and a pair of nikes with a nike stripe on a dunlop molly and people will pay hundred bucks because people want more that's right they want yeah. they want that and that's just how it goes you know so you know it's it's, it's that's what everything's only worth what people are prepared to yeah. pay so the market what, everything what was the inspiration behind starting hf protein uh for me it was to again i'm i, I love a beer like every other bloke i love food i love everything but but for me to as i'm getting a little bit older i i need more protein in my diet and I wanted a protein that I knew exactly what went in it and I wanted to know that it was just full of shit and full of fillers and full of things that I had really no control over because I didn't really need the extra thing. Meanwhile, I'll have a fucking monster. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to that food source protein and all the rest of it, I wanted to know what that was going to be and how how that would react with my body. And I wanted it as kind of as pure as possible because if, if I'm going to eat, you know, I always say, got 23 25 meals in a week i'm gonna probably most likely eat 19 to 21 of those pretty healthy yeah but when i go at it i'll have a good go am i gonna drink beer during the week no not all the time but friday saturday i'll have a real good push you know give it a nudge. <laughs> i'll give it a real good nudge but at the end of the day and that's what that kind of balance is the body can respond to that type of balance it can re- respond to that 70 30 80 20 rule and that yeah. is if you're doing everything pretty right 80 percent of the time to seven days in the week and you go to the gym four or five you're doing all right yeah if you can survive yeah. as a meth addict yeah. you can survive yeah. drinking beer on the way that's right. your body's you're doing all right, all right. You, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be you're okay. not gonna melt down no you're not gonna melt down so and that's the thing with the protein i wanted to develop a protein that was pure um you know clean branding a branding that could be exported internationally it could be accepted domestically it could be looked upon as a non-intimidating protein from a male and a female perspective so they'd look at it and go mm, that looks too you know aggressive i wanted a female to look at my brand and go that's great yeah and i want a male to look at it and go that's nice i like that i could see that in my cupboard it's not you know it's not a 10 kilo tub that i'm gonna get massive yeah it looks like a paint bucket yeah it looks like a paint bucket something you get in the fucking uh exactly yeah so for me it was about developing something that was a nice clean packet nice you know a good pure product uh you know, manufacture through a good manufacturer that was a, a good pre-approved manufacturer and all the rest of it. So obviously with Monster, you learn a lot of, about that sort of manufacturing yep. distribution and all the rest of it. So I wanted that. And then I wanted to develop a range that was, you know, maybe four to six products strong, but only develop things that are probably current in the market that work, not not the the compound, the isolate, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the everything else that goes along with it. And your body doesn't really know what the hell to grab. You know, it can only process so much. That's the thing. That's what I always tell the people. Yeah, well, like when you... You can only process so much protein. You can only process so much of that particular type of food. And, you know, that's what I always say to people. When you're eating at night, you, your smallest meal of the day is for, bre- for, for dinner. Yeah. Because your body you're needs... You're about to go to sleep. You're about to go to you've sleep. you got to metabolize yeah, it. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to metabolize it. So, you know, you're taking in a big 500-gram steak and you ain't going to digest that. In the morning, you're not going to be even hungry because your stomach hasn't even gone through that had a chance so you always got to remember whatever you're taking at night past probably six or seven o'clock your probably body's going to break down maybe 20 30 percent of that next the rest of it will be accessible use you know fat or whatever i mean your protein you can't store it goes out the body but when it comes to carbohydrate it'll convert and there's this big thing about sugar 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 well it's not that sugar is that bad the issue with sugar is is that 
if you're obese, had a bad diet, and sugar's your number one, it's the fastest and quickest thing for the body to grab hold of for an energy yeah, source. Glucose. Yeah, it's, it, the body will grab it and it will not look for anything else. Yeah. So then you crave more you train sugar. train your body yeah. to only run off that fuel source. And then it's got that fuel source and fuel source. It's the same as coffee. You know, the, the, you know, the, Go easy to, on coffee, mate. Go know, easy on coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but to, you know, to, to, to have a shit in the morning. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I've got to have my coffee. You know, that helps me get going. You know? that's, my, that's, that's my thing. That's my, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. You know, it's, 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 it's a habit thing. It's caffeine. It, it gets the body started. It, it, it fuels the body, heats the body. It, it gets going. So that's why in the morning, you know, unless you're exercising straight up, breakfast is the first thing you think about apart from your missus that's next to you or whatever else it might be. But breakfast has to be the key. Uh, carbohydrates, proteins, you've got to have everything in that first meal because I'll guarantee you whatever you have at breakfast will be gone Yeah. by dinner time. Be gone. Not even exist. Yeah, if I don't eat breakfast, I'm a shit joke. Oh. I have to eat breakfast. That's why we always say to people that are a little bit overweight. Do you eat breakfast? No, I miss that. What about your dinner? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Big dinner. Hook in. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you make what you have for dinner? Have that for breakfast. If you're missing out, have that. And then if you're not having anything, don't have anything. Have a protein shake or something at night time. You do that with people that listen. They lose, they lose six kilos like in two or three. Oh, shit, mate. You know, I'm losing weight. I, that, this exercise is really kicking in. I'm like, oh, you eating right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not eating at night time much. I'm just having like maybe 100 grams of you know, salmon with a bit of salad. I'm like, well, there's your trick right there. Your body gets to settle. I'm like, I always hard to make people understand that this is this is like an engine like it's it's, it's empty in the morning you got to fill it mm. fill it and it's got to go all the way through the, the day but don't fill it up again at night because the car's sitting in the yeah, garage, sitting in the garage yeah. you don't need it all right you're not gonna you're not getting it ready to go again because if you try and get it ready to go again in the morning it doesn't need breakfast you need it to have breakfast all right otherwise you just fill it up twice and you're overfilling it yeah and you're overfilling the car and all of a sudden all the fuel starts to spill out but it's not it, fuel spilling yeah. out it's fat going yeah. on your body and it's kind of the easiest way to explain it to people. You know, people are like, oh, in fact, that kind of makes sense, you know. Got two guys I'm working with at the moment, same thing, and they're like, is this diet shit's kind of working, eh? Like, <laughs> no shit, bro. No shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it's amazing to kind of, you know, I worked with a, I worked with a, a you know, a surgeon. I'm, I'm talking a god surgeon. Like, I mean, cream of the crop. 163 kilos. 92 kilos now. Came to to me and said, I'm going to lose my marriage. Fucking divorce. Makes 10 million bucks a year. Like, God, right? And he goes, I don't want to lose you like every other fucking trainer and this, that, and whatever. What do you, you tell me I've got to give up this, 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 and this, and this. Drinking two liters of Coke a day, two bottles of wine, 16 standard drinks. Okay, right. I said, no, mate. I said, I'm not going to tell you that. I said, what I'm going to do is over the next four months, I'm going to just wean you off a few things. But tomorrow you're going to have 1.75 1.75 litres of coke. You can have that for the full week. Yeah. And then the next week, we're going to drop you down to 1.5. Okay, so the body doesn't immediately go into shock because it's missing out on all these sugars and everything else to keep you fueled and you're not going to be able to work. Like yeah. You're not going to be able to actually do any work. Otherwise, you're just going to be craving too much. And then you're going to have 14 standard drinks instead of 16. You know, But it, it takes the body a long time to respond to that type of effort. Because yeah. it's got to start looking at, okay, what else can I grab? What else can I grab? Oh, no, 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 we're not getting any sugar. It needs to go, oh, shit. We I got, got sugar. this fattier than yeah, last yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I didn't get as much. And then that's what you've got to train the body to do. And if everybody kind of listens to that and stops being such a greedy pig, then you can actually lose weight really, really, really quick. And that's the problem with obesity and a lot of these things in our country today. I mean, obesity is on the rise tenfold and 
our country as a whole is the worst in the world now. Yeah, you know, it's pretty obesity, bad. especially in children now. So it's pretty it's pretty sad actually. And then, you know, we actually had a chat to the one of our local members. We were trying to go to one of the health funds and say, "What if I went to, um, you know, Medicare or whatever? I went to MBF or whoever. I went to one of the guys, SunCorp, and said." I'm going to, what I want you to do is I'm going to give you 400 practitioners in this country. They're going to be certified practitioners. They're going to test BMI. They're going to test fat ratios. They're going to test everything twice a year. If you're a, if you're a member of that health fund and you go get two checkups a year and you are under and you are looking after yourself and you've taken care and everything, we're going to rebate you 50% mm-hmm. for your health fund. We're going to rebate you. We're going to give you money back. So at the end of the year, you can either put it in your super fund as a refund to top up your super fund, so now we're fixing the government's problems, or you can take that as a check for Christmas. What do you want to do? If that was out today, I'd sign up because I know I keep healthy. Yeah, because it's incentive to be fit. It's incentive to be fit, right? It's incentive to be healthy. It's incentive to stay within a range of a. You can't say BMI specifically. You can say like a fat ratio. You can say like yeah. you know your body fat's too high or whatever. And you got to you got to make it reasonable based on the the person itself. Or well, I guess you the could there's, because there's a difference between cl- clinically obese and That's right. overweight. That's right. There so is. if you can, if you, yeah, maybe that would work if you were just under a clinical obese level. That's right. So, but, but if you, but year on year, you, you might start on a, t- that's, what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Know? So it's done on a, between a five and a 50% or five, well, five and a hundred, right? This year I lost 2% body fat. Dick, doctor throws it as your rebate. It gives you 20 bucks, you know, a quarter, whatever. All right. But next year you come back and, and then all of a sudden you've just lost all this weight. Well, do, 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 you get a couple more ticks. So not only are you doing that, but you're doing it for your family and then you're doing it for yourself. And then everyone's like, well, you know, you know, you're, yeah, but the fitter people are, the more injuries they have because they go to CrossFit. I'm like, all right, let's put that in perspective. You go to the physio, physio costs you 80 bucks. But if you have heart disease and you go in for a, a yeah. bypass, that costs the government 60 grand. So how many physios do you have to go to before you make 60 grand? Yeah, you can go every day for a tune-up, yep. get, get your hips stretched out. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're rewarding the system for staying fit. We're rewarding the system to stay healthy. We're rewarding the system to, to, to stay within this. How range. do you think Coca-Cola will feel about that? Yeah, you reckon that. Huh? But there's no reason why a system like that couldn't work. I, I can guarantee you, if some court said to me, Adrian, yep, no worries, we're going to set up a separate LLC, we're going to set up a company... And you're going to use our members. I guarantee you, you'd get 15 to 20% of those members as an average come straight over and say, where's that doctor? I, yeah. I want to get mine tested right now. You're paying 1200 1500 two grand in, in private health cover. Mm. You know, 200 bucks, a, depending on your family size, 200 bucks a month, 2400 bucks a year. That could cost you half that. That's uh, massive. It's massive. Think of the extra house, like the extra, like the mortgage that you know you can well, pay your mortgage off. Act, like yeah, school fees. Get, I mean, yeah. you got whatever. But not only that. Imagine if you put it back into a super fund. So what if you said? What if the government said if you put it back into the super, we actually give you an extra we'll point two? We'll double it. Yeah. We'll double. We we'll give yeah. you another ten percent. Or whatever. You, whatever we do. So if you set up a scheme based on, again, that. All right, I want that. Oh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna strive to it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take myself out a twelve week challenge. And I'm going to drop that weight in that next quarter so that I get that rebate. Yeah. So that's for myself. Real for money. My fam- real money. Like I'm talking real cash. It's not like some make-believe tax money that you yeah. never get back. It's like my health fund said this. And not only that, we're actually giving doctors more work. Yeah. Because they got to go to that doctor. 
But if you go to the doctor, you get half that back. The doctor gets his cut. You get your cut. Everybody's happy. So I think we're looking at obesity as everyone's like, sugar, 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 sugar. We need to fix this. I mean, no one's coming up with a freaking answer. No yeah. one is. Why don't we reward society for staying healthy then? Why don't we? Oh, it's too hard, too hard. I mean, the amount of bureaucracy bullshit you've got to go through to try and do that would be a nightmare, but why not? That's the thing that has always pissed me off when people say like, oh, it's too big of an issue. It's, mm. got, it's too, it's, it's out of control now. Mm. It's like, if it saves one fucking person, isn't it worth it? Why like if it, it was your kid that was going to die yeah. and you'd say, nah, you know what? Like someone says, look, your kid's going to die if we can't get this through. Yep. Do you think you'd work hard enough to make it happen? I know you would. Of course you would. Of course you would. That's what we would say to people that, you know, with just, there's no, there's no, um, people have this, I guess this thing of like, uh, it's the government. Yeah. It's not, man. It's just people. Like yeah, you call this person, then you call that person, then you, you get a member of Warren Andrew. Like it's yep. a fuck around. Yeah. But it's just people. Yeah, that's right. And then there's no, it's just so much easier to blame yep. the government. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. And, and you know what? Um, the, the military's like that. I mean, it's, it's an absolute paperwork nightmare. Yeah. But it's, it's procedure. It's just what has to be done. So you, you might as well not jump on the bandwagon and just get in it and have a go because that's just what it is. You know, like for me, I seriously want to, continued following it up because i feel that it could actually work yeah, it's it, it, amazing it, idea. It, it works in other places around the world it works in two other countries i mean south africa's had it for like 10 years oh so there's other places that actually, yeah, do, actually a do it thing. yeah well they do a reward system so the reward system is based on you know you go to a gym clocks you in there's a time in and a time out it's not going to like you can't just go throw your tag there it's like you're there for 45 minutes three days a week right so they're like okay well you met that requirement tick you get 10 percent off of uh, a shoe company down here or whatever or you get 20% off health products or you get yeah, whatever right. they mean. So there's a reward system. You get that card and then it goes from bronze, silver, platinum. You get the platinum, you get the cream of the crop. Yeah. So they're encouraging you to go and buy more of that particular type of thing with sporting goods because you're going to be active, right? So yeah. why not? So they only gear it towards those things. They don't go, you're getting 20% off Hugo Boss. They don't give a shit. They want you to go and buy a tennis racket. Yeah. <laughs> so make it relative to... And the cycle to, repeats. That's right. Go and buy a bike. Go and buy a scooter. Like whatever is at Rebel, you can have. Yeah. And get 30% off, 20% off, whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, so you're fueling the economy based on your It's like incentive-based. And it's mm. the same, it's, I guess it's what you were saying before about you want the guy that's going to come to you and say, give me 50 grand base salary, I'm going to yep. get after it. Yep. And that's the guy that you want. They're the guys that They're can the actually get the job done. So yep. it's like once you start incentivizing people. Exactly you know that's how you actually do yeah. get results that's like you yeah. see that's what attracts people to wall street it is that's what attracts people boom, to real boom, estate boom. you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like they're people that actually want to have a crack exactly well that's what attracts people to business yep. because uh, i mean for me the reason like i got into i always thought that if i didn't do my own business i'd go into like real estate or something yep. Yep. because i wanted to be in control yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't yep. i don't like working for people because i don't like the feeling of not being in control of yep. what of your own destiny is, is happening yeah. and it's like i hate when there's a ceiling yep if there's a ceiling over mm, me mm. i'd rather be poor yeah <laughs> with no ceiling over me yeah and striving against yeah. something than yeah. say earning 80 grand or 90 grand yep. a year but that's the cap that's where it stops and then your life is spent living under this umbrella of what eighty thousand dollars can afford you yep i'd rather make twenty thousand dollars with the possibility of 
no ceiling. That's right. Because it's just a going. more attractive way to me for me to live my life. Exactly. Like my life. I feel like I'm living it for something. Exactly. As soon as you <clears throat> cap it out, and that's I guess, you know, if you relate that back to this healthcare thing. Yep. Then it's like it's capped out. That's the money you pay. What's the that's incentive right. to be fit? What's the incentive to do this or that? There is none. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I mean if you if you if you can actually get to that and then you know, maybe only I mean, healthcare has got to make money, but you're not going to take it, it all. It doesn't have to make fucking billions, no. though, man. Like, <laughs> no, right. you know what I mean? That's what's always really frustrated yeah. me. Like, it's a that's a slippery slope as well, though, because you've got mm. free market capitalism. That's the move. Yep. Because exactly. then the free market can tell you that, like, if someone makes a shitty product or does a shitty service, yep. the market abandons that person. That's right. That's how it should work. Yep. Exactly. And then. As soon as you start intervening and say you need to hire this amount of employees, you need to hire this amount yep. of this, or this CEO mm. needs it, it's like, well, then you're not really like because there's a free market in terms of the product. Yeah. Then there's a free market in terms of the people running the business. Yep. And it's the same as the army: the cream rises to the crop. The yep. guys that try the hardest are going to. So where the world gets pushed forward by, yep. kind of working around that free market. That's right. But there is. In my mind, there has to be a point when, like, I've always thought, and I don't, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's thought out well enough, but say a company like Apple, right? Yep. They got $500 billion in the bank, maybe yep. more. Yep. That's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> in my mind, they probably deserve that money because yep. they created something from nothing. Yep. With healthcare and those kind of services that you you're not exactly. what you're doing is you're just it's a gamble That's so right. it's you're relying you're, on you're paying mass. them yeah. to you you're basically taking risk yep. away from people yep. and saying i've got you if you pay me this yep. and then you can set the price at whatever you want yep. and people have to pay that and yep. then you look at it in the states especially their healthcare system's out of control oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. and there's the money that it generates yeah. versus what it actually gives people is nothing that's there's no experience it's so bullshit yeah, yeah. for what you actually pay and there's no yeah. free market because you're only allowed there's three per state that's so right. that's so they've got this whole free market capitalism but it's working in their yeah. favor in a really like yeah. it's it's really not free market at no. all so but you know for then to for me to say like well they don't need to be making billions of dollars i think that applies Versus, say, like an Apple, because yeah. they're making something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I, I think well, there's and a people weird are buying co- it. Yeah, it's and like you have the market's decided that an iPhone's right. pretty fucking rad. Yeah, that's right. Well, and it's the same. I guess it, it's the same thing with a life insurance. If it becomes cheap enough, people will buy it. Right, you might only get hundred grand, but they rely on. Okay, well, there might be ten percent real unhealthy. There might be twenty percent on borderline. But if we get enough of them, it'll pay for it. Yeah. So we just went off of the 1.2 million payout, which is off of like a couple hundred grand. So they're going to cost you 16 bucks a week. People sign up for, oh yeah, well, you know, hits the strings, you know, need some money for the kids and blah, blah, blah. But they're just relying on volume. Volume always cures all ills. If you yeah. get enough of it, it'll cure it. If you're making 0.1%, but you've got a billion people, you're making more than having 100,000 people paying 10%. Yeah. It's just the way it is. But is there like, would you would you agree with the the argument that companies that aren't really making products, yep. or that they're just making money off people's yep. potential oh, I illnesses, 100%. or I don't think that there should they should be allowed to make yep. trillions no. of dollars or billions of dollars in profit no. every single quarter. It's the same with banks, man. 
Yeah. I find that to be a banks is a banks is a tricky one for me because um, you know banks. I think the the healthcare is a really good yeah, example. The health this the, the healthcare is a really good example. And yeah. this, but yeah, yeah banks but is banks, a, banks is a funny one because you know the stronger your the stronger your banks are, the stronger your economy is going to be. So if you're returning a dividend, if you're returning money back to the shareholders if you're if you're if you're returning that constant return as a bank uh, to shareholders to you know to lenders to whatever it might be i mean we got some of the most powerful banks in the world i mean they're obviously independent and you know it's not not running in a, in a particular type of way but you know should they make as much money no should they make money yes but i think yeah. there's that fine line with it with with the bank if they can justify it you know look if if you know Prime example, I mean, you know, the, the Irish bloke that took over bloody Qantas. I can't remember his name. Fucking Qantas is in a world hurt. They're paying him four, five, six million bucks a year. But he took the, he turned it around, right? Yeah, yeah, because Qantas was up the shit. In up the shit, yeah, day. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, if it wasn't for him paying another four or five million bucks, Qantas would be, we wouldn't even have an Australian airline, yeah. you know, for that guy. It's the same as, you know, the CEOs that take over, you know, certain firms and people are like, geez, you get paid a lot. Well, kind of deserves it in a way because he produced what he said he yeah, could probably result. produce. And it's the same, I think, as you say, for products. I mean, I... I well, I think, I think anytime you're creating something from nothing... Yeah. Well, you deserve it. Then you deserve that because you've got something that wasn't in the world and then you've put it yep. back into the world. And yeah. that's what... Oh, I agree. 100%. But yeah, I just... I've got a problem with the healthcare because you're getting all of these dudes... Oh, I do too. ...that are just making this crazy money. Yeah. And there's an incentive... There's money in people being sick. Yep. And it's the same with pharmaceutical companies. Yep. There's money in people being sick. Yep. There's more money in people being sick than being healthy. That's right. A and lot that, more. That's a problem. That's that a is. problem when sickness becomes profit. And that's the same why there shouldn't be privatized jails. Yep. Yep. Because then incarceration right. is linked to profit. Exactly. So we've got these negative aspects of yeah, society yeah, yeah. that are linked to making money. That's right. And that's what I have an issue with. Yeah. I'm a big, big firm believer in that as well. I just, I, you know, we're paying a Medicare levy as a portion of our tax. I don't get a doctor. You know, I mean, if I did, it'd be great. You know, if I had an accident, whatever, emergency care or whatever that it might be, but, you know, In same terms with private of, health. Yeah, like heart disease yeah, and things that's like right. that. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a, this is a, a good example is when I got sick, yeah. I flew from America, I yep. busted my kidney. Yep. I didn't know I only had one kidney. Yep. I get to the um, hospital. Yeah. I get a phone call. They said, look, You've got one kidney. Yep. It's blocked. Yep. You could die. Yep. Get yeah, a get in the ambulance right now. Go to the hospital. I spent seven days in Adelaide Hospital. Yep. Had a surgery. Yep. Fixed um, it. No, I didn't no. fix it. Just oh. got me good enough to yep. fly back to Australia to see yeah, a specialist. Okay. Yep. I was back to Brisbane. Yep. That was so. That was free. I walked into Adelaide. Yep. And I walked out. Yep. That wasn't that wasn't me. No. Abusing my body. body. No, no, to no, the no. point that was, where I yeah, that was right. a that was a. Yeah, legitimate yeah yeah that's right walked in walked out didn't pay a cent yep. very thankful for that yep then went to brisbane mm. saw a specialist yep. went through the hospital i was a mm. category one yep. like so they had to deal with it asap, ASAP got yeah. another surgery yep. went back got another surgery after yep. that three surgeries i'd spent a total of maybe three and a half weeks in hospital yep didn't pay a cent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's right. that is a very that yeah. is a luxury in modern society. Massive luxury. In, well, in Australia to yeah. do that. Yeah. But yeah, then when you start getting into the yeah, yeah. that whole private healthcare mm. and yeah, yeah. it's well, well, there's uh, money in being there's money in keeping people sick. Yeah, no, that's right. I think it was on the it was on the news yesterday or whatever. 
It's like um, the amount of emergencies that they have to see now um, over a week has risen in the last 10 years by nearly 300%. But they're actually not emergencies. They could actually just go to a doctor. Doctor, yeah. yeah. That, that is a big That's a problem. big issue. It's a yeah. massive issue because it's taking up a shitload of time and effort for people that generally don't need to be there, right? Yeah. Uh, cut, splinter, feeling a bit ill. Really? <laughs> Can't fucking see it. Go to a doctor, <laughs> Have a couple of Panadol, mate. Like, I mean... You don't know all these situations, but I mean, that was a prime example. I mean, when I was over in the States, this is a, I mean, it's a prime example. When I, when I was over in the States, when I broke my back, um, come off the bike and whatever, no healthcare, I had insurance, so that's what saved me. The company had insurance, so that they paid for everything, obviously, but walked into emergency care, hunched over, like, why does he go? It's just so much pain, cramped, back just cramped up so much. But I actually walked in there, bent over, and I couldn't stand up straight because my back was in such a spasm. I sat down there, I sat in emergency for 45 minutes, vomited. They're like, mate, you're all right. You're all right, yeah. I'm, mate, I'm not seen that, some shit. I'm not, that, I'm, I'm not that fucking bottom feeder, mate. Yeah. I need to see a doctor. You need to get me in there, you know, on the x ray, mate, you've broken your back, L3, L4. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you, had you, you walk in here? How long have you been out there for? Again, it's not, it's not. Their, it's just that people get so immune to just sit over there. And be yeah, with you soon. take a number. Unless your head's cut off, or your arms cut off. I mean, they're not going to see you. That's what it is, you know. And they obviously got looked after and all the rest of it. But it's the same as it is here. But just people, even when you go into an emergency room today and you look around, it's not emergency. Yeah. It really isn't. It's just, and it's taking up a lot of time, obviously. But it was funny because they were saying that last night. They've risen like 300% over a week. Yeah, people just don't get more accident prone. Like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? There's, there's a trend. Well, actually, it should be less. I yeah. Mean, as a society, we're less active. So That's the thing, like, when we were talking about, like, I guess, circling back to the protein and stuff, like, there really isn't an excuse anymore mm. to live a super unhealthy lifestyle. No. Like, back in the day, before, you know, when you were still allowed to advertise mm. cigarettes, like, you come full circle of yep. cigarettes, we just didn't know. No. And people didn't do the research. It takes time to yep. do the, you know, to see a cultural effect of something. That's right. yeah. So, like, when you start McDonald's, yeah. the guy who started McDonald's, old Ronald McDonald, probably had a pretty good, like, he probably had some pretty pure intentions. Yeah, he said, look, give some good I'd fast some food quick. food quickly to <laughs> yep. people that don't have a lot of money yep. and I create a restaurant experience yep. for people who can't afford to go to restaurants. Boom, let's throw a beer Let's just have a crack at yeah. that. And then that was probably good intention. Culturally, yeah. they didn't know that they would get, not that McDonald's responsible for no. people being obese, but no. that doesn't help no. when people, like legitimately there's still people in America that would eat McDonald's for the majority of their meals per week. Every and then day, yeah. when you see like, it's, they call it a, a food-like, mm. food-like meal, yep. not yep. actual food. Food, yeah. Because there's right, like yeah. barely any nutrition. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, sugar, but we just didn't know nah. enough. And then when you would get people, like doctors for years would say low fat, low salt. Yep. Like you need salt. Yeah. You need salt in your body. You need, well, fat is a more... No added salt, no added sugar. No, yeah. You know, whatever the, whatever the food produces or whatever that might be, you know. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the sugar, the salt, the sodium, the, the cholesterol, the fats, that's why the nutrition, that's why everybody... That's why everybody on Instagram is a nutritionist. Yeah. And there's so much food posting, right? I got, this is it. No, no, this is it. No, this is it. This is what you should do. No, this is what you should do. Yeah, that's actually, as I say, that um, we have so much information, we yeah. probably have more misinformation than ever too. 
we do and, and we actually have too much information because it confuses people too they're like well i'll try this for four weeks and uh, that didn't work i'll try this other one for four weeks uh, i'll try this. this guy says i should just be eating protein no carbs all day because this is what it'll do you know you know it doesn't matter I'll fight anybody any day in an argument about carbs the body needs carbs that's your primary energy source it just is that's just what it is so People say, sit back there, come to me sometimes, oh yeah, well, I'm on this no-carb, low-carb diet. Well, how are you going to function? You need to function. Just Your calories out need to be more. Like, Just don't be such a pig. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't have your, your steak and chips. Forget the chips. Have your steak. Have a bit of salad or do, do something different with your Yeah, diet. there's so many ways to, like if you want to lose weight, put more calories out than you put in. If that's you right. want to gain weight, put yeah. more calories in than you put Cal- out. Put out, that's right. It's, it's like Bodybuilders aren't yeah. running marathons. Bodybuilders and strongmen, I mean, they're, they're, they're just putting, eating they're, and they're eating and eating and eating. They're putting 4,000 to 7,000 calories a day into their, you know, like top rowing guys, the top swimmers are putting out 6,000 calories a day. In their, they, all they do is eat, you yeah, know, because they're, cause putting they're, it out. they're putting it out. I mean, they're not obese. They're just putting a huge amount of, you know, work into what they actually do, you know. And I'm the same. I mean, if I'm working harder, I eat more. Yeah. But I only eat excessively if I'm not. It's just the balance between what you do within your own life. And as I always say to, to, to people, make it relative. You don't, like, have a, go grab a bottle of soda water and drink all of it before you eat. I guarantee you won't eat as much. Yeah. You know, so, because the body takes, you know, at least 15 minutes to respond to food. So by that time, you hooked in and if you can't stop yourself or you're not full within 15 minutes you're going to probably eat more than what you probably need to and that's why they say yeah your stomach's about the size of your fist, fist yeah. right and then we expand it six times right so and that's why when you see hot dog competitions eating competitions they eat as fast as they can because the brain will shut them off if they yeah. can't get that down in their gob as fast as possible right it'll just shut them off just say mate we're just too full we can't take it anymore but stomach's pretty durable but if you'd eat your handful you know, your fist size four to five times a day or five, six times. If your output's out and you're putting out a few calories, you're not going to be fat. You just won't. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. That's just what it is. Your and there's a difference it. that people need to distinguish between calories and nutrition. Yeah. Because exactly. there's, a, there's what, a thousand, like for argument's sake, a thousand calories in a cheeseburger yep. or a yep. double. Big Mac or whatever. All right. And then you could have a roast lamb with vegetables mm-hmm. yep. and you could have... Yep. A protein shake and take on a thousand calories. Yeah, that's right. But the nutritional value is very different. That what your body is going to yeah. take out of those yeah. calories is yeah. a totally different if it was a cheeseburger. Correct. So it's like the what weighs more, a thousand pounds of yeah. feathers or a thousand <laughs> pounds of bricks? Yeah, that's Both right. Both weigh a thousand pounds. <laughs> exactly the same thing. One's just going to be easier to move. Yeah, that's right. Than the, <laughs> you know what I mean? than the other one, yeah, that's right. And I think that that's the, the primary thing that people need to remember too is that if you can keep it low sugar, you know, keep your protein intake. I mean, people need to survive. You need, guys need about one, 1.25 grams of protein per kilo. Women, not as much, but they're still, you know, a gram or gram 1.15. And it's just because their muscle masses are different. But you need to have that to actually just retain muscle, retain growth, you know, have recovery. If, you, if, if you're working hard, you're going to need, you know, for guys, you're going to need 2 to 2.25 grams of protein per kilo. If you try and do that in a meal, you can see how much protein that takes. It's a shitload of protein, right? But that's how you need to fuel the body in recovery and muscle recovery and all the rest of it. And that's kind of how it works. So, you know, like you have the top Olympians and rowers. And all, I mean, these guys are 
200, 250 grams of protein a day. I mean, that's just what it is. You know, so you, you do need to. People go, oh, well, you don't need as much protein. I eat about 30 grams. Well, probably not 30 grams. You actually probably more than that because your milks and all the rest of it. But yeah. You've got to make it relative to based on what you're actually working out as well. So I always say to guys, oh, no, I don't have protein chase. I just try and get the protein, but I'm working out six days a week, but I'm not gaining any muscle. Well, of course you're not. Not build, you're not giving it what it needs you're to not giving it. it what to actually build yep. you know to pull and then to repair pull and repair i mean that's what muscle to get a muscle bigger you need to actually break it you know you need to strain stretch it Put, yeah strain that's right fix. strain and fix and that's how it actually builds and a lot of people kind of miss that dynamic i think a lot of the time but but yeah i think um and, and again with the protein range we're you know same as vegan i mean we're doing you know an organic based silk rice brown silk rice plus pea protein both organic but it's a good, clean protein. And it doesn't taste like shit, which most vegan proteins taste. Um, not that it's their fault. It's just, it's quite earthy. I mean, if you have plant-based, plant-based proteins and all the rest of it, there's some good ones out there. Um, and we are going to do a you know pre-workout. We're going to do a stim and stim-free, caffeine, caffeine-free. Not out of control, 300 milligrams of caffeine per serve, but enough to... You know, get the body started and all the rest of it. You, you don't want to not follow what works either. You've got to make it relative. But, you know, as I say to people, have a scoop of protein, of vanilla protein or something, on your breakfast in the morning. It's yeah. 30 grams right there. Right there. So you get 30 grams. Saves you having five eggs and some toast, you know, so you can put it on your cereal or whatever. Have one at night before you go to bed if you've exercised in the afternoon. You know, there's 60 grams right there. You know, yeah. just pure protein. So, you know, you're giving your body what it actually needs and then just rely on the rest of the food sources that you have during the day and whatever to, 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 to pull protein from your nuts and, you know, your, your fishes and all the rest of it and then you'll, you'll do okay, you'll stay healthy. But, you know, you've, you've got you've to have a certain amount of protein to be able to, to repair and to be able to continue growth as well. So, mm. but, you know, the international... We, you know, with the with the protein itself too, we've really tried to develop it more. So I think for you know the international market, you know, because the international market is 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 I think with China and Japan is is kind of untouched as well. You know, they get a lot of crap over there, but they're very it's very hard to get into China as well when it comes to protein. Yeah, just any product, any in product, general. Really, really, yeah. It's got to be certified. It's got to be you got to have a four digit code for it. You got to you know you got to get in there. So that's what we've done and built and designed is more about around that as well. So yeah. So where can people find the protein, mate? Uh, hfprotein.com.au. You can go on there. You can purchase. You can go on to shop now. We we have two different products on there right now. We've got another two ranges coming pretty soon. So yeah, you can go on there, shop now. Gives you all the information, your nutritional information. Your you know we charge sixty five for you know per kilo. So it's a little bit cheaper than you'd find in retail. But again, we're not we're not cutting the margins with a retailer, the middleman. Yeah. Middle so you can get a little bit better. And it's and it's it's a good tasting you know, protein. So we've never had a complaint. I mean, everyone loves it and everyone thinks it's, it's pretty amazing. So that's, that's the best feedback. And we've probably really tried to not go too hard on it because we want as much feedback yeah. first. Yeah. Don't go into the marketplace with, you know, a two ton of this gear and then everyone goes, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Start with four or 500 kilos first and then go, you know, what? this is, this is some good stuff right here. This is what we like. So no, it's, it's, it's good and it's going well and we've got a good team behind it as well. So it's good. And so if anyone wants to talk to you um, mm-hmm. about any fitness, any other yep. stuff that we've kind of covered on the podcast, where yep. can they reach you um, through social media and things yep. like that? So yeah, social media, they can go on enhancedfitness.com.au. They can, we have an Insta page as well. So it's under 
um, Hunts Fitness as well. We've got um, and my my phone numbers there on there as well. So I, people call me all the time about different tips, different things, and what should I do? I want to compete a, a marathon. I can always help out with that. Or you can do it at info at huntsfitness.com.au as well, and then we always respond to those as well. Yep, and so you've got a definitely got a history of uh, training elite people. Yeah. So I think that people can, uh, yeah, if you're yeah. doing training stuff with the army, yeah. you've you've probably got a pretty uh, decent base there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's well, and it's and it's just a, it's a functional base as well. It'll get you to where you need to be, and it'll get you, you know, uh, there safe and injury free as well. So it's good. Perfect. Well, I've enjoyed this podcast very yeah. uh, much, and hopefully <laughs> I'll do it uh, again before I go back to America. All right, good on you. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Legend. What do you reckon? Good times? Good times. This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever. Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina.